helping people find recovery. This show is pre-recorded from May 2022. I don't care if it takes the entire show today. We will not stop until we figured out all of our gender options. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Almost four months into the vaccination effort, providers are beginning to run out of people who want to be euthanized, uh, immunized. So telling. Yeah, we want to be euthanized. I mean, immunized. Anyway, welcome. Kate Daly's show on a Friday. And uh, I am solo today. So uh, I also have Allison Armstrong joining me in the final hour. So only solo for this hour. Uh, but happy to have you and happy to have your calls. And uh, I want to go through a couple of lessons in history. People always wonder how did we get here? And sometimes maybe we need to go back and reflect on. on on how things changed, maybe why they changed and how they changed, because maybe if we truly understand a little bit more about what we didn't understand back then, okay, then maybe we can uh, we can seek to make some changes and uh, and and maybe I don't know, do something, do something about it. Shedding light is always good, right? I mean, who doesn't like to shed light on stuff? So I always think that uh, I always want to know what I didn't, uh, what I wasn't able to learn. Because, you know, my whole, my whole life, the last 10 years, I have been playing a serious game of catch up to try, catch up, not catch up, catch up to try to figure out what I didn't know for all those years when my head was in the sand and I didn't get it and I didn't really see what I, what I see now. And so I invite you to, to call in too, because I'm going to talk about a couple of things. I want to talk about Sesame Street. I want to talk about, uh, postal service because there, I want to talk about cops. There's a, there's there's a couple of things that changed big time in the uh, in the late 60s and the and the 70s that are really important to what we're dealing with right now and the emergency order. Um, and so I'm going to reflect on some letters uh, written by a, a gentleman who worked for Kennedy and uh, in the money sector, and he wrote some letters in the mid 70s, and he was reflecting. So the letters that that the, the things I'll be talking about were observations in the 70s, and you're just going to think. Wow. I mean, just think about the issues then are our issues now, only they're on steroids now. Um, I also wanted to say this. Uh, the uh, cyber event starts today. Hat tip, Mike, thank you for reminding me. The cyber event, the big cyber event, and they're doing, you know, a lot of drills and a, and they're talking about, oh, gosh, I guess we're going to have all these cyber attacks. And what are we going to do? And who's it going to affect? And I have learned in my studies that it affects us a lot when they get together and they talk about future events and it feels more like they're planning them than they're drilling for them and I just kind of want to keep my eye on what's going on there I really do and also uh, a listener Kristen had a had a great observation that I didn't think about but she said uh, so hat tip to her but she said you know the strains she said isn't it interesting how it, it COVID supposedly has been out there for a year and a half but it only started mutating into strains the second they realized that the country was not on board with the vaccine <laughs> yeah i mean it's been around for 18 months and it didn't it didn't have any mutation whatsoever and now all of a sudden you've got lambda delta nu give me a break they're really trying to sell it hard and their desperation is honestly their downfall they're desperately trying to get you to do this. Uh, I think they feel like they're losing control. And I think it's funny, actually. 
I think it's funny that it's backfiring on them. Um, so just, I love that observation. I really uh, thank you for that. And uh, I just love you guys. Uh, you know, I know all of you out there are doing homework and, and really trying to stay up with everything. And I just thank you. Thank you for all the work you do. Um, let's talk a little bit about Sesame Street, because I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people real, realize this along the way, that it was basically financed primarily by the Rockefeller Controlled Foundations and the federal government. Sesame Street kind of followed the standard Rockefeller uh, philanthropic formula, because if you've listened to this show at all, you know that public education was drastically changed by the Carnegie Foundation in the early 1900s and under the guise that it was this foundation, this giving foundation, because usually nobody questions a giving foundation, right? So they do a lot under those. Well, look at Hillary's foundation. Look at all these foundations out there uh, that are uh, just so sickening to me. And they do it under the guise of, of this. So so uh, this was this formula emerged over 70 years ago, and it established its halo in the public eye by early programming, right? Our youngins. And uh, previously had turned its efforts to really more sinister directions under the protection of that so-called foundation halo. Arguments, bad temper, hurt feelings, and even cartoons with an air of unreality are really prominent on Sesame Street. And this observation was clear back in the 70s. And it said, it said, look, he said, really look at Sesame Street. Okay. Do you see any trace of an identifiable family image? Or all you're seeing is images of the families, the family types they want you to see, you know, which is really not a a, a family, a traditional family. And I started thinking about this because this was written back in the 70s. I'm thinking, yeah. That's right. And, uh, and he also wrote, the, uh, he said, the impressionable young Sesame Street audience is treated with such things as a recent episode showing all about how easy, painless, and perhaps even fun it is to use, use a tourniquet and syringe. All of, uh, of it more explicitly than you'll ever see on nighttime adult programming. Young, uh, harried young mothers trusting in the spotless reputation of Sesame Street, often allowing their children to watch with little or no supervision, not realizing the concepts like this, which paved the way for early and easy drug addiction, are being burned into their children's minds. Aren't they the, the littlest sponges you've ever met, these little four- and five-year-olds and three-year-olds that are watching that? Sesame Street is a product of Children's Television Workshop, whose president is Joan, at this was in the 70s, Joan Gans Cooney. She's a Rockefeller insider who, a year before this, had signed the Bicentennial Declaration, um, which was going to launch the Rockefeller's second American Revolution to bring in a new secret, more secret constitution that they had written. And so they, he said another example is seen in these big textbook controversies which make headlines because the efforts of the parents, you know, to prevent their, their introduction into public schools. Their objections were based upon the uh, degrading and immoral material they see in the books, having really not succeeded in stopping the books, although the books have been slowed down. And the purpose of the books in the, in the 70s was to utilize the system of compulsory education for this very captive audience. And it was going to be, it was supported by your tax dollars, but largely removed from your control. To shove down your children's throats whatever they decided that they should learn. 
And the goal of the of these books was to make your child think in terms of questioning your motives and challenging your authority against a background of crumbling values. The idea was to really a very uh, subtly rob uh, rob your child of everything that they subconsciously cling to for strength and security, and then finding themselves totally lost later on because that's not it's it's you know somebody's tearing that down as you're trying to shore it up. And uh, and then also went on to talk about these bills. And there was a bill in the Senate in, ni- in the 1970s, um, uh, mid-1970s in the House, and it was resolution House Resolution 2966 called the Child and Family Services Act of 1975. It was the Senate version. And it was basically to the side of communal approaches the child rearing over the family-centered approach. And also that the government was sharing in the raising of the children and that that was truly what that act was about was to basically kind of nudge the parent out as much as it possibly could at the time so it talked about a partnership between the parent and the government in rearing and training the child as co-owners of like of any enterprise right where a partnership is formed and then you get to allow your federal government to become your partner under this bill and then give away part of your interest in your own child this was back in the 70s and uh, all through the child control bill and so also uh, one of the quotes from uh, from this uh, was also parent quote parent means any person who has the primary day-to-day responsibility of uh, uh, to the child for the child for any child Hmm. Very ambiguous, right? And now you can see where we've gone with this. Wow. Remember when we were talking uh, with Greg, my NSA guy, about the fact that uh, they had they had written out, um, you know, this uh, this concept for putting people in quarantine and that you were basically uh, they could basically take your child from you because a government person would then become the new sponsor person for your child guardian for your child that works for the government and that that was certainly okay and i and i remember everybody freaking out about this um and saying oh my gosh have we gone that far and this is really i think where it started um where they started really incorporating this language into the bills and uh and then one of the uh quotes of this is so we will organize our children into a community and teach them to do in a perfect way the things their fathers and mothers are doing in an imperfect way in the homes in the shop and on the farm basically wanting to mold them right mold them and and take upon themselves in government the ability to change how they think away from the parents because if they disapprove of how the parents are doing it. Wow. Huge change. Huge change that has now resulted in what we see now as as kids were going with masks and the schools were teaching the parents like uh, they're treating the kids like cattle and they're telling the parents that they really don't get any say. And even limiting them even limiting them from speaking out in public, what should be a very public forum as far as the school board. Do you remember the school board clip I played where he was very upset and, 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 and saying things to the, to the school board guy uh, calling him Mussolini and the school board guy said, well, you can't talk to me like that. And he said, oh, yes, I can. Supreme Court says I can. The Supreme Court says I can. And so now people are getting more outraged. But looking back, did you ever really realize about sesame street did you realize where they were going with this in the 70s it's really perplexing isn't it 
that they started a long time ago on this trail and we should have been stopping it all along. And maybe if more people realize that this has been going on a long time, maybe they're more challenged to get into the fight, right? Maybe maybe they finally decide that uh, we have to thwart this because we have now gone leaps and bounds into places we should have never gone. But sometimes we don't even realize because we think that this programming is wrapped up in this nice little cute, you know, cute little wrapping of, oh, it's such a cute show. Well, there was a lot more to the show that they really wanted to project to the kids. And I think that's what's going on in our curriculums right now, too. Everybody thinks the curriculums are pretty basic. No, they're not. No, they're not. From about second grade on, they're pretty horrific, and I, I sure hope people are paying attention. When I come back, I want to give you, I want to give you the uh, how they felt about the national emergency order back then, as it was starting, and then also about cops. And uh, there was one more too. Oh, postal. This will. This is very interesting. What happened when they uh, messed around with the postal? Uh, postal service. Be right back on the. Where to start? Balance of Nature is here to help you start your web development career with our quality assurance position. Working in this position, you will be responsible for developing and supporting the planning, design, and execution of test plans. This position will ensure that the final product is fully functional and user-friendly. Not only will you be able to develop your career, but you will also have opportunities for quarterly bonuses with benefits, including healthy daily lunches at no cost to you and access to your very own personal trainer. Now is the time to start a career at a company that you can love. Go to balanceofnature.com careers to see a full list of job openings and apply today. Come join our team as Balance of Nature continues to build a future with you in mind. Thanks for listening to The Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on The Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. Hi guys, it's Andrew. Are you struggling with ED and sick of the pills? Well, today, Wednesday, August 31st, we're running a one-day special you won't want to miss out on. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses the most powerful form of wave therapy. This is a technology clinically shown to repair blood vessels and improve blood flow. Even Cambridge has studied our technology. If you're ready to transform your love life, grab your phone. Today is your day. Call us now and you'll qualify for the assessment and ultrasound totally free. You'll also get a gift that can produce powerful results to intimacy in minutes. You're going to love that, guys. And today only, we're offering six tune-up treatments to our patients free. This is our most lucrative offer ever worth $1,200, but call today, Wednesday, and qualify totally free. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your ED and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. This offer ends today. 435-922-7000. Let's face it, food shortages are a real threat now. Supply chain breakdowns, inflation, fuel prices, global conflicts, fertilizer cutbacks, farmers being encouraged not to plant. The stage is set for the peanut butter to hit the fan. But for some reason, Americans are still in denial about food shortages. Listen, we don't take risks with other things in our lives, so why take risks with your food security? Those who know what's coming are using today to prepare. 
Millions of Americans have purchased Ready Hour Emergency Food from My Patriot Supply, the brand people look for when they're ready for real preparedness. MyPatriotSupply.com is America's largest preparedness company. Get stocked up on emergency food that lasts up to 25 years in storage to get you through tough times ahead. Your other choice is to stand in government food lines hoping for a handout. As we both know, that's not an option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com Lionsgate Recovery, a drug and alcohol rehab facility, is honored to be voted the gold winner of 2022 Best of Southern Utah, now three years in a row. Lionsgate has helped hundreds of people by dedicating their lives to overcoming the cycle of addiction and discovering the freedom of recovery. With locations in St. George, Tokerville, Cedar City, and Parowan, call their 24-hour hotline if you need help at 866-471-9476 or go to lionsgaterehab.com. Lionsgate, people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Countertop Source thanks you for voting them Best of Southern Utah for the third year in a row. Visit their new 18,000-square-foot showroom in Hurricane. Countertop Source, enduring beauty, superior service. You've probably heard it before. After the end of a relationship or marriage, a kindly friend or relative will offer those famous words of support. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Well, that kindly friend or relative is wrong, dead wrong. And not because you're hideous and undesirable, but because the fact is, many fish are declining in number. Now, here's the part where you might ask, what can I do? Well, I'll tell you. On your next date, if you're going out for a nice meal or cooking a romantic dinner at home, be sure to choose fish that are plentiful or caught in an environmentally friendly way. That way, you'll help keep the oceans healthy and full of fish, and you'll look like a sensitive, caring person to whomever you're with. Now that's sure to score you some major points. To find out how to make the right seafood choices and help protect our oceans, and for other easy tips on how to protect our world, log on to getgreen.com. It's easy to do, and let's be honest, now that you're single and lonely, you've got the time. That's getgreen.com. A message from the Ad Council and Environmental Defense. This show is pre-recorded from May 2022. And, uh, boy, going through a little history to connect some dots on things. I always like doing that. And I hope this show is dedicated to doing that so we can understand where we went wrong and how we went wrong and uh, and maybe some of those pivotal points. Um, welcome back to the show. Get over to MyPillow.com. If you haven't been there, you know, what a great place to buy those products you know you're going to buy anyway. Uh, and... They do have the best quality. Uh, Mike Lindell's super, super picky, I'll tell you that much. And, uh, and you know, I know you've seen the late night commercials, and you might think, oh my gosh, you know, a little cheesy. And, and he's trying to make them a little cheesy, so you'll remember, right, uh, these commercials. But the products, the products are mind blowing. The products are that good. I had searched for sheets for a long time that were like my grandmother's sheets. And these are those. I, I, I can't believe they're at MyPillow.com, honestly. So I get the sheets and uh, and get the MyPillows and the throw blankets that are just amazingly soft. I mean, those kind that you want to cozy up to. And get Christmas gifts early. You never know what Christmas is going to look like this year. And so make sure that you can do that uh, with MyPillow.com. Get f- up to 40% off by using the code Kate. And then on top of it, by helping uh, shows like mine and, uh, well, this show, stay on the air. 
And uh, I really appreciate that. But think ahead. Think ahead. I, I actually was starting to think about Christmas a little bit because I was thinking, wow, we don't know. We don't know what it's going what, to what, what is Biden's version of dark winter? I don't know. Anyway, uh, make sure that you get there to MyPillow.com and use the code word Kate. I really, really appreciate that. And Mike Lindell appreciates it, too, because he's really he really is out there speaking and fighting and, and doing everything he can do. I mean, the guys the guy works hard. What can I say? And he loves this country. Um, so let's talk uh, for a moment. By the way, Sesame Street started in 69. I couldn't remember if it was 69 or 70. It's 69. And they were already, and people were noticing, they were noticing that it had a little twist to it. And that was not showing the family unit like a, like a, regular, fa- like a regular family unit could be or should be or works best right and uh you you could see when you when you start to realize who was at the helm of that oh okay uh you know rockefeller foundation has done nothing but been horrid for this country in cultural change and they're usually spearheading every single fight um when it comes to uh cultural change in america turn it upside down and uh Definitely with children and programming, please be so careful out there. Boy, I cannot believe the stuff that's coming out. So let me talk post office for a moment because I don't think a lot of people realize this at the time, too. Um, the, uh, in 1969, the Postal Service Act of 1969, remember that name, Postal Service Act, okay? It was introduced into the House of Representatives. And uh, it was basically leading a campaign to start to, dis- to destroy your property rights, by means of national land use legislation. I don't think a lot of people have connected those dots yet, but um, and maybe you have. I applaud you. Uh, but uh, there was a delay to suggest all this deliberation because the Postal Service Act, uh, you know, after all of this delay, it was passed and overwhelmingly, both houses, and then signed into law by Nixon in 70. And by a stroke of the pen, now, realize this the united the united states postal office department which by the way the postmaster was third in line for the presidency or fourth in line for the presidency do you guys realize that was abolished and replaced by the quasi-private u.s postal service hmm interesting right United States Post Office Department was replaced with the signage of that bill to the U.S. Postal Service. And just like the Federal Reserve Act in 1913 handed over control of our money to central banking and to uh, the Federal Reserve, which is neither federal nor reserve, um, basically, uh, we handed over our most basic form of communication system, the mails, to uh the mailing to uh to for the rockefellers to kind of have a hand in that as well and like uh like the federal reserve system the postal service uh and this was said back in 75 is now privately owned retains the powers and privileges of the federal government and when the act was passed there was a lot of hoopla okay this is usually what they do right telling you that the new improved postal service would hold costs down by improving service you'll get better service Buster. Yeah, you will. Just watch, right? But postal rates have almost doubled already under the Postal Service. This is what they were saying in 75. And and then they said that the news was filled with statements that the Postal Service will just have to raise rates again due to its huge deficit, a billion dollars a year. And the Postal Service Corporation, the real plan was, uh, as it was created, was really the exact opposite of these public relations sort of marketing promises. Remember, we always get the, the marketing promises. 
taxes. The plans contained in the documents that were virtually unknown to the American people at the time really spelled out a well-defined process by which postal service is to be progressively cut to the bone, not improved in the process of the really sort of the uh, Sovietization of the mail service, because now what do they do? They photograph it. They monitor it. They're looking at it. They're able to look at what's inside the, the mailings, right? And they also set out a plan to eliminate the elimination of six-day mail delivery at the time, consolidation of mail processing centers, individual and group uh, production standards, all kinds of different things that they were doing. And so they, this is what was said in 75. The measures sound harmless, right? Right? Aside from a little inconvenience, they probably don't really uh, probably arouse a lot of concern. But, but the nine measures described by the Postal Service, uh, they have a quote in there, the word uh, stratagem, right? The word stratagem means a trick in war for deceiving the enemy. And basically, the, the, the consolidation of mail processing centers, it implied the centralization of mail processing, which helped render the search and seizure provisions that were given at the time. And so, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, they were downgrading postal service, and they were implying these severe cutbacks. And and then, of course, at the time, uh, 15,000 postal jobs were immediately uh, eliminated. And it was getting worse, and they were going into so-called, what was called postal reform. And uh, and this was really the, the downgrading of it, right? And then the financial milking of the postal service assets and the public cash. Um, and also, uh, you know, just a little bit about these provisions with the uh, Postal Service Act. Here's an example. Suppose you were to write a note or a letter to a friend and then decide for some reason to take it to him yourself or have another friend who is going that way drop it off for you. That, my friends, is actually in the book, uh, in this act, I'm sorry, a violation of federal law, of the Postal Service Act of 1969. No such uh, competi- uh, you know, competition with postal monopoly. And the only way you can legally take or send a letter by any other means outside the Postal Service at the time was to treat it as if you had mailed it, seal it in an envelope and address it for mailing and put the amount of, of, of postage on it at the time. And so um, this really parallels the Stamp Act, does it not? Um, helped bring on the entire American Revolution. It wasn't just that. There was a there was other things too. The notary, uh, all kinds of different things that were going on. Stamp Act kind of gets the you know um, people recognize the Stamp Act, but it was the virtual prohibition of uh, on this of carrying letters out of the mail. You know, and and what they could basically do to censorship, seizure, seizure, search, all of those things in sort of a parallel um, with no representation to stop this. And, of course, uh, uh, they had all kinds of different, you know, little provisions in there that were pretty unconstitutional. And that is really really a sad state of affairs, how it changed at the time. But I don't think people realize because they bought into the marketing ideas. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi. Has, has anyone else noticed since about a month before the election how mm-hmm. slow the mail has become? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I got, Interesting. I, I got a letter from Denver yesterday. Mm-hmm. It took 10 or 11 days to get here. Yeah. yeah. It, it used to be two. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, did you know that uh, a passport, you're basically mailing yourself? across sea uh, boundaries uh, and treaties. (laughs) I don't know if people realize that. A passport is to mail you. That's mailing yourself. 
and most people don't realize that. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes. I wanted to give an example. This is The example is just one example. This has happened several times since that law was uh, changed, mm-hmm. uh, where these two girls, uh, 9, 10 years old, mm-hmm. started delivering mail in their neighborhood. Right. And they would, uh, dem- uh, it was like one-third the price that the post office was charging. Mm-hmm. And then they started uh, doing delivering twice a day. Right. And then they kept expanding to more and more blocks, more and um, this is all, as I said, Philadelphia. And what happened is the feds came in, and it was just like a, a Gestapo raid. They, uh, they, well, finally, they had to rent out a little uh, building because they were uh, the business was growing. And they uh, confiscated and st- stole all the people's uh, mail. They took them down to the police office. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know if they tried to prosecute. I think they didn't end up having to spend any time in jail. Uh, this is your government. And the other point about this, the, the reason for the post office that was listed in the Constitution no longer exists. Mm-hmm. What should have happened in 69, the same thing that should happen with the Fed, it should have been abolished. Yeah. The ma- reason they put the post office in the, in the Constitution was for uh, military strategical need mm-hmm. because they had no, no other means other than carriers to transmit important messages mm-hmm. in the, uh, from one um, ben Franklin. part of the country to the ben other. Ben Franklin was in charge of it for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I mean, uh, what did you say? Ben Franklin was in charge of it, was he not? Yeah, a long time. but they did it because they had to for mm-hmm. military purposes. Yeah. They don't have the means of, of communicating we have today. They didn't mm-hmm. have telegraph. Right. Uh, so it should have been abolished and then re- and we should fade it out right now, even this uh, uh, semi-government entity right. that taxpayers are su- uh, subsidizing to the billions. Yeah. Uh, it should not exist at all. I and agree. The founding fathers would uh, certainly have gotten rid of it Thank by now. you. Thank you for that. I really appreciate that. It was a great point, too. Um, also, what it did really was, uh, was start the suspecting of engaging in, in activity that government doesn't want you to engage in so then the postal inspection that could be imposed on you at the time because they didn't have that before to this degree uh, to look for damaging evidence and they could actually plant evidence if they wanted to and so extremely unconstitutional to stake a claim and say well we can we can halt your mail from going where you want it to go where you paid for it to go if we think or we don't like or we might suspect something's in it and so it violates the Constitution in so many ways. And so that's that was what came about um, from this 1969 uh, situation. They actually changed it to the Postal Service, and that's why we call it that today. Um, that was a big change. And like I said, you're mailing yourself with a passport. Those uh, those treaties uh, still in play today over, over ocean waters and kind of interesting how that all works. But my gosh, uh, the, the caller was right. Uh, they should have at the time abolished this but if you've noticed it they're having to aid the postal uh service now because it's no longer what it, what it used to be more and more and more every single year aren't they so anyway i wanted to bring that up because these are examples of what happened early on that a lot of people didn't realize what was going on and how it impacted our lives now uh when you sign up for like a postal box they look at everything and they give you a snapshot in your email of everything that you get and it's all on record and uh and it's uh it's absolutely really and truly unconstitutional what they're doing but they're getting away with it because it no longer is what it used to be. 
too, as well. But but under the same guise of getting the financial, right, the financial end of it from the government and being propped up and supported by the government. Very interesting. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery, a drug and alcohol rehab facility, is honored to be voted the gold winner of 2022 Best of Southern Utah, now three years in a row. Lionsgate has helped hundreds of people by dedicating their lives to overcoming the cycle of addiction and discovering the freedom of recovery. With locations in St. George, Tokerville, Cedar City, and Parowan, call their 24-hour hotline if you need help at 866-471-9476 or go to lionsgaterehab.com. Lionsgate, people in recovery, helping people find recovery recovery. If you're looking for the best local businesses in Southern Utah, check out bestofsouthernutah.com. Whatever you need for you, your family, and your home, you will find the best local companies at bestofsouthernutah.com. Best of Southern Utah. Or grab a copy of the Best of Southern Utah magazine available throughout Southern Utah. Best of Southern Utah. Best of Southern Utah brought to you by Dixie Power. Energizing life. Best of Southern Utah. When it comes to trust, you can't beat the love from Subaru and the team at Findlay Subaru. Subaru was named the most trusted and best performance brand in the 2022 Kelly Blue Book Brand Image Awards. Findlay Subaru received the 2022 Subaru Love Promise Customer and Community Commitment Award. Working with local partners like St. George Animal Hospital and the Washington County School District. Come reserve your new Subaru at Findlay Subaru on the saving side of the freeway or FindlaySubaru.com. I have a secret to share with you. It's Greg from the three-time Best of Southern Utah award-winning Gold Ore Store. Recently, a mega-rich Texas billionaire decided to buy $50 million worth of silver coins. And over half the funds are buying U.S. Treasury-minted American Silver Eagles, which equals 900 thousand coins and this is just the beginning folks word is the next purchase will be a half a billion dollars this huge purchase volume has already put tremendous pressure against the entire precious metals industry as here's the secret folks several of the major private mints actually produce the coin planches used to make the silver eagles it figures the government creates nothing but discord and huge mountains of debt buy silver now before the billionaires literally steal it out from underneath all of us Gold Ore Store, your trusted partner in all things precious metal. We buy and sell gold, silver, and so much more. Gold Ore Store, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. Sleep cooler, sleep longer, sleep better with a Tempur-Pedic mattress. Tempur-Pedic is ranked number one in customer satisfaction by J.D. Power for a reason. Comfort, pain-alleviating, back-supporting, body-cooling comfort. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Right now at our Labor Day sale, Save up to $700 on Tempur-Pedic adjustable sets. Plus, get up to a $300 instant gift on select mattresses. We have a large in-stock selection and 0% financing for up to 72 months. Best mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Hi, I'm John Erickson Tata. If you have a disability, you'd want to work, right? Well, a recent survey performed by the Hartford revealed that three out of four Americans would want to find a way to be productive after a physical disability, even if it meant training and taking on a job. Curiously, that same survey showed that only one in four Americans felt strongly that people with disabilities could perform most jobs done by those without disabilities. But let's be clear. 
people with disabilities can and do have jobs. Like my friend Wendy, who is blind and on staff at a university. Or Chris, a wheelchair user who has cerebral palsy, has a PhD, and works as an editor. (laughs) So as the old adage says, treat others as you would like to be treated. If you're in business management, learn how you can hire and retain employees with disabilities. Just go to disabilitycampaign.com. Visit Firewise.org to find out how you can help make your home more defensible against wildfires. That's Firewise.org, a public service brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded for May 2022. Call 888-673-1450. Why? This is the Kate Daly Show. Who can take your money? Yeah, um, as, as you're probably noticing in today's hour, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I love to go in the way back machine and go, well, how did we get here? What happened? Were we asleep at the wheel? Sadly, yes. But I also, I think we loved believing in, uh, in the messages. Many of you might have been awake at the time, but uh, I think many weren't, too. And sadly, but I, the start of these things is so important to me um, to understand them. And uh, maybe we can maybe we can get a better foothold on on how we got here. Maybe we can maybe we can help change some things. Who knows? Um, it's worth a shot, right? What else are we gonna do? So uh, make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. And uh, if you haven't started taking it yet, I would suggest that you do. I would also tell you to get it for your food storage too. Um, dehydrated uh, fruits and vegetables will keep, and I would have extra on your shelf. I would. Um, no doubt in my mind on that one. Make sure that you do. And make sure that you, when you go to balanceofnature.com, put in the code Kate, and you'll be able to take a supplement that'll give you 31 fruits and vegetables a day. All those phytonutrients. The way that they derive those phytonutrients is very special to Balance of Nature. And that's why I talk about Balance of Nature on the show is because it was their way of doing it that preserved those phytonutrients that was so important to the body's absorption. So make sure you get Balance of Nature. Don't 
get any of the copycat ones. Do balanceofnature.com. They're the they're the they're the good ones and make sure that you get that product. Try it out. Try it out. That means money back guarantee. And you'll get 35% off and free shipping. Use the code Kate. That also helps the show too. We've partnered up, and they're amazing. So uh, make sure that you're going to balanceofnature.com and put in the code Kate. So let me talk about cops, because I've done shows where I've talked about, um, of course, the um, SWAT, right? And how SWAT became what it became. It didn't start out that way. Well, it never does with government. (laughs) That's the problem. They give you the soft sell. They give you this is limited. This is, remember, you know, the 14-day thing with the COVID. They always tell you this very limited version so that you walk through the door. And then they keep it going, never change it, never, ever drop it. And they only enhance the problem. And it's their little solution, right? They sold you on a solution. But it's, of course, uh, it becomes what it becomes. And it usually becomes a monstrosity. So here was their solution for this, and this really uh, was in relation to civil disturbances. Now, keep in mind, cops at the time in the, in the cities and counties were doing, were doing pretty well, okay? You, if you had a civil dis- disturbance, you did pretty well. But I also want to make mention that in the 60s, when this came about, in the 60s, there were a lot of paid agitators There were many working for the CIA that were also paid agitators. I mean, I could do, I could do so many shows on dear old Gloria who worked for the CIA, right? Miss uh, Feminism herself and, uh, and so many people, uh, Charlie Manson. So all these different people that had connections with the CIA. And so you have to kind of wonder, hmm, you know, anyway, let me just say civil disturbances were on the rise, but I don't actually think it was that organic. I don't think it was that natural. I think a lot of it was uh, was staged to become a big civil disturbance to actually bring some of this in. So lodged within the so-called United States Department of Justice at the time was a relatively new, little-known agency called Law Enforcement Assistance Administration, LEAA. And in the few years of its existence, the LEAA had turned into a really big business, and it was converting segments of the local police all around the country into regional branches. Along the same kind of route as Agenda 21, right? Getting it more centralized. And uh, and then they didn't admit at the time, but the federal police force. It was basically a federal police force. It was the instigation of that. In other words, Gestapo. But, um, but that had an unpleasant ring, so they went with LEAA. So the special duty law enforcement teams, that's what they were called, special duty law enforcement teams. And then for the most part, it was not really known to the local citizens at, at, in each area, but um, they, uh, they basically... Uh, basically came in and uh and the unit was often called a metropolitan or metro police unit and remember how i told you the cities go metro to get fed dollars okay so tip that designation of metro so typically formed as a cooperative arrangement among a group of communities and so each community contributes a few of its officers to this to this bigger metro more federalized metro unit right and then it's given jurisdiction throughout all the communities okay so the leaa at the time in the 70s assisted in getting those going by footing the bill and most of it you know with your federal dollars um and then it sounds all nice right was it needed you tell me first step toward replacing your local policeman with regional cop right and worst yet 
LEAA takes deliberate advantage of the natural tendency of most police chiefs not to give up their best men, but to instead pawn off the troublemakers, right, or the more less reliable into the metro unit because they wanted to keep the, the better ones with them, right? So um, then uh, they had the nickname back then. They started calling them the Stormtroopers. And this is a little bit more about SWAT, but Operation Garden Plot. Look that up. Operation Garden Plot. And most of that program uh, was involved in domestic war games and maneuvers for several years, and it was pretty well hidden at the time. And one exception, though, was its connection to Operation Garden Plot. And this isn't generally known, but a new breed of police, usually known as special weapon attack teams. Do you recognize the acronym? SWAT. Special weapon attack teams. They're the Green Berets of the police. And they were even uh, a popular TV program at the time, make them appear as heroes rather than a menace. And um, they were basically, when they started, they were supposed to just come in for only certain big, huge events. Have you noticed, though, that they're consistently training all the time and showing up at even the low-level things that that city cops can, can get to in a hurry, but then you've got the SWAT truck and the SWAT team there for even the smallest occurrence? This is what has, this is what has transpired since they put this in. And so uh, you could say to yourself, well, these policemen are good Americans. You know, surely they would not allow themselves to be used as tools in setting up a dictatorship. But a lot of people didn't see it. And Operation Garden Plot had started in the 60s in the wake of the riots, um, which were, you know, they were given to these these special police units and given the slant of serious civil disturbances might rise again. And that's why they kept them in place. And uh, and it was pretty well, it's pretty telling about where we're at now. Right. Because even now, what are they trying to do? They're trying to replace it with an even bigger Gestapo, a bigger federal force. Yeah. Um, Also, I wanted to mention the presidential uh, executive order, 11490. This was under Nixon in the 70s. And this is what really has transpired to become what we just lived through. And at the time, people were trying to warn people about this. This was 1969, 33 pages long, and it basically put the Constitution out of order when, uh, you know, out of existence whenever they wanted to declare an executive, uh, an, an emergency of any kind. And that's the problem. They left it to be really ambiguous. And it said any, in any national emergency type situation that might conceivably confront the nation. Well, that can be anything. Anything. So there was a, a declaration of emergency, and, uh, and also uh, it can be invoked um, at any time, uh, really for any reason that would be construed as national interest. So many people at the time when this happened were horrified that it was happening. They really were trying to, I know the John Birch Society was trying to warn people, a lot, they were really trying to warn people this is very bad because this, outs, this ousts the Constitution. And what they were saying was basically this in the executive order, assuring the continuity of the federal government in any national emergency type situation that might confront the nation. Ask yourself this, why did you need that? We are a nation of states. In any national emergency, the state could have handled anything. Why did you need a big, heavy-handed continuation of federal government under an emergency? Why did you need them at the helm? 
this is where they placed themselves at the helm, really, truly took over uh, the Constitution in the 70s to say, we're here, we're the focus, not the nation, not the people, not the republic, but the federal government. And it was really for the benefit of those that pulled the strings. And so that authorized unconstitutional, illegal powers by wielding the federal government as much as they wanted to in every turn under the guise of emergency. Um, border closing and control, censorship. Reg- this is back in the 70s they were saying this. Registration, continual monitoring of all citizens, their movements um, under this uh, quasi-private United States Postal Service playing an important role in that as well at the time. Full powers over transportation and communication were also granted along with the forms of energy right down to flashlight batteries. Even your pocket radio would be included because of the authority given to control any device of emitting uh, radiation, electromagnetic radiation, um, you know, through your TV radio in small amounts. So the federal police structure would also be activated under this executive order. And uh, so these were fairly close together for a reason. And so would special emergency measures for custody and protection of prisoners. And so it was worded in a way, really it's true, meaning mass feeding and housing is noticed a lot in that document. Mass feeding and housing. Not just for prisoners, mass feeding and housing. Look at the issues we're dealing with today. Um, and it, it really kind of gave them all the tools that they needed for mass political control. And this was noted in this in the 70s, hunger. Because various provisions for stockpiling of survival items, food, water, all of these things, initiated after a declaration of emergency, rather than being prepared ahead of time to meet the emergency, if the emergency was actually going to occur and harm people, and the federal government could artificially create terrible shortages at will under the guise of stockpiling. We're going to see this unfold in the next decade. You realize this, right? Next five years. I absolutely would place money on it. And then what they do is they construct the emergency and then they declare the emergency. And then they're, they're, they are themselves the solution to the emergency by taking over your life and ousting the Constitution. You no longer have uh, what they consider your rights, your God-given rights under an emergency. So in, back in the 70s, here was the comment. You may think this is too far-fetched. Just remember back to the days of World War II, if you're old enough. Do you recall when you were required after the war broke out to turn any extra tires you may have had and therefore had a hard time getting any new ones? You had to go turn them in? The excuse was given that the rubber had to be stockpiled and recycled into the war effort, but many eyewitness accounts were coming out at the time saying that those tires were piling up, they were slashed, and they were burned after they were turned in. Congressional record in 1942 contains a great deal of material brought out um, by Senator Harry Truman at the time, showing that there was a deliberate larger plan to deny many critical war materials, both to the American public and our military forces in the early days of the war. Wow. You know, many people have been awake for a long time, and my hat's off to you if if you're one of those. If you realized early on, how they were changing these things. Um, and, and maybe shining a, a lot more light on this can help. Maybe if people truly understand the roots of some of the things we're dealing with now, like the emergency order, 
And now the emergency order has be- has become a big funnel of money for the states, hasn't it? Big extra paycheck and a pat on the back for doing whatever the administration wants you to do. Wow. Um, look at how our rights were curtailed. Look at what they did to us in the last year and a half. Look what they're doing to us now and what they want to do to us with the vaccine. All under an emergency order and a vaccine under an emergency order. So they don't have to go through all of the regular things that they go through. And they'd still be horrific even then. I just wanted to give you this little glimpse into history today and felt like it was important. We needed to talk about these things because we don't. And talk shows out there are not talking about the roots of these things. We should be more. We should be educating each other more on what what our past looked like that we didn't even recognize. We didn't even know really what was going on at the time, possibly. I will be right back. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington... Oh. Have you ever heard of some fellows who first came over to this country? You know what they found? They found a howling wilderness with summers too hot and winters freezing. Did they have insurance for their old age, for their crops, for their homes? They did not. They looked at the land and the forests and the rivers. They looked at their wives, their kids, and their houses. And then they looked up at the sky and they said, thanks, God, we'll take it from here. They were rugged fellows. They were men. It's one of my favorite clips coming into the show, and I probably use that clip the longest time I've been on the air. Anyway, love good old John Wayne, don't you? Um, Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I'm happy to have you today because today is going to be a little bit more of like an information show, and I actually like those. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to spend time listening to a show, I want to learn something. I want something that I can tell my spouse about or my kids about at the dinner table. I, I'm just that way. I just I want to gain something from listening, and I hope that we do that service every day. I really do. And today, I want to share with you a guy's story. Um, that went online a while back and uh, he was from Bosnia and I want to share this with you because I want to share with you some of the insights from somebody whose government collapsed okay now when I say that (laughs) I know some people out there their first thought is oh my gosh more gloom and doom I'm going to jump off a bridge no it's not about gloom and doom and let me explain why I was talking to my youngest about events unfolding and you know social media right now for the, for our our teens and and young adults is just exploding with political stuff. So there's an interest there younger I I see in in my kids politically than there ever has been. So they're very very aware of of things going on. Although on their news feed it's getting very tainted from from liberal speak, okay? But the reason I'm sharing this with you is I would hope that we weren't afraid of the things that I feel are going to be happening in this decade. And I know you think, but 
my gosh, we could we could get to a place where we could it would be very desperate and very difficult if we if the economy stops or if something very bad happens. I get that, but I also know that even those things will pass. You can get through anything, anything, but you have to at least learn from our history to know what to do, right? We all do. Me too. So I want to learn from history and I want to, I want to, because right now we are the generation that's been probably the most blessed with so many history lessons and so much forewarning and so much, um, just, um, the advantage of understanding the, how, how things work that we are the ones that could actually put together a game plan. And if you have a game plan, why would you worry? Things could get very rough, and I do think we're going to see some, some things get pretty rough around you know, 2024, 2025. But right now, you have some time to prepare. So even if things get bad, you'll survive it. And the other thing is, hey, guess what? You'll get through it because all things like that come to an end, too. You know, I know that there are those that, that went through the Great Depression that had wished they would have known certain things going in or wish they would have had more lessons, you know, to, to glean from. But we have their lesson to glean from now, right? And we also have these people who lived in all these other countries, even Venezuela, that have experienced so many things that why are we not just learning from them? There's no reason to be afraid. So stop being afraid of it and embrace the things that you can do right now to get ahead of it and prepare. So let me bring you this guy's story because I think this is very, very compelling and he made some great points. He was in Bosnia. Um, his name is Selko. He, went, he was in Bosnia from the time, you know, between 1992 and 95. You know, every decade with every president has its certain area with uh, where the CIA goes in and, uh, and generally wants to boot certain leaders so they can install the ones that, that will go along with the World Bank. And in the Clinton area, it was Bosnia. Bosnia okay. And, and so this was, he said it was hell. He said, for one year I lived and survived in a city with 6,000 people with no water, no electricity, no gasoline, no medical help, no civil defense, no distribution service of any kind or centralized rule. How did he do it? How did they do it? You're going to learn so much from this guy. He said, our city was blockaded by the army and for one year and, uh, one year, um, life in the city turned to total crap. We had no um, army, no police. We had only armed g- groups, armed gangs, you know. Those, uh, and those armed protected their families and their homes, and then they had the, the gangs too. He said, when it all started, some of us were better prepared, but most of the neighbors' families had enough food only for a few days. Some had pistols, a few had AK-47s or shotguns. Now, let me tell you, there was a, you know, pretty, pretty major gun control. They don't have a Second Amendment there. And so not a lot of people um, had guns. But ever since this took place, they pretty much say now that every family has an AK-47 hidden somewhere in their home. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Anyway, because they, they remember this. They remember going through this. So he said after about a month or two, it took about a couple of months for the gangs to start operating. And they were starting to kind of, you know, destroy things and, and make their presence very known. Hospitals, he said, for example, turned into slaughterhouses. There was no more police. About 80% of the hospital staff were gone. And he said, I got lucky. My family at the time was fairly large, 15 people in a, in a large house, six pistols and three AKs. And we survived. Most of us survived. He said the Americans dropped MREs every 10 days to help blockaded cities. 
but it was never enough. Some, very few, had gardens. And it took about three months for the first rumors to spread of people dying from hunger and cold. We removed all the doors, the window frames from abandoned houses, ripped up floors, and burned the furniture for heat. And many died from diseases, especially from the water. He said two from his own family, from the water. Uh, He said we drank mostly rainwater, ate pigeons, ate rats. Money soon became very worthless. We returned to an exchange. For a tin can, um, you could have a woman. He said it's hard to speak of, but it's true. And most of the women were, uh, um, who sold themselves were desperate mothers. Oh, it just makes me want to cry. Arms, ammunition, candles, lighters, antibiotics, gasoline, batteries, and food. Let me say that again. Arms, ammunition, candles, lighters, antibiotics, gasoline, batteries, and food. He said, we fought for these things like animals. In these uh, situations, it all changes. Men become can become monsters. It, he said it was really hard. Strength was in numbers. A man living alone, uh, getting killed and robbed would just be a matter of time, even if he was armed. And he said, so basically people had to stick together. And he said, it doesn't matter what will happen, an earthquake, a war, a tsunami, aliens, terrorists, you know, economic collapse, uprising. The important part is that something will happen. And here he said, here's my experience. You can make it your own and don't stay apart from family, friends, prepare together, choose reliable friends. And he said, you know, how do you move safely around in a city? So he was in a city of 6,000. He said, how do you do that when the gangs are out? He said, the city was divided into communities along streets. He said, our street, 15 to 20 homes, had patrols, five armed men from the group every single week to watch out for gangs, for our enemies. And all the exchanges, exchanges occurred in the street. All the exchanges occurred in the street. The five uh, kilometers away was an entire street just for trading. And it was all very well organized. But he said going there was dangerous because they did have snipers. So you could also get robbed by bandits. And he only went there twice. And he said when I needed something really rare, a list of medicine, mainly antibiotics, something like this. Nobody used automobiles in the city. The streets were blocked by wreckage and abandoned cars. And gasoline was very expensive. So if one needed to go somewhere, get this, it was only done at night. He said, you never travel alone or in groups that were too big. Always just two to three men, all armed, travel swift at night, cross streets through ruins, don't go in open streets. And he said there were many gangs, 10 to 15 men strong, some as large as 50. But where, um, uh, but where were also many normal men like you and me, fathers and grandfathers who, who were doing some some pretty bad acts, you know? Um, and he said there were no good and bad men. They were, most were in the middle and ready for the worst. And he said, what about wood? He said, your home, your home city is surrounded by woods. You know what? The question was, what did you, why did you burn doors and furniture? And he said, he said there were not many woods around the city. It was very beautiful. Restaurants, cinemas, schools, even an airport, every tree in the city and every, um, and in the city park was cut down for fuel in the first two months. So in the first two months, they went through all of that because they were in a they were in a city. So that's that went. He said, without electricity for cooking and heat, we burned anything that could burn. 
furniture, doors, flooring. The wood, uh, you know, that wood burns pretty swiftly. And he said we had no suburbs or suburban farms. The enemy was... Uh, in the suburbs, we were surrounded. Even if you, even in the city, you never knew um, who was the enemy at any given point. And they said, you know, what was, what knowledge was really useful to you in this period? And he said, to imagine the situation a bit better, you have to know it was practically a return to the Stone Age. He said, for example, I had a container of cooking gas, but I did not use it for heat. That'd be too expensive. I attached a nozzle to it made myself and used it to fill lighters. Lighters, like Bic lighters, were precious. He said, if a man brought an empty lighter, I would fill it and he would give me a tin of food or a candle. Bic lighters, who knew? He said, I was a paramedic and in these conditions, my knowledge was my wealth. Be curious, have a skill. In these conditions, the ability to fix things was more valuable than gold. Items and supplies will inevitably run out, but your skills will keep you fed. And he said, I wish to say this, learn to fix things, shoes or people. I'll say that again. Learn to fix things, shoes or people. He said, my neighbor, for example, knew how to make kerosene for lamps. He never went hungry. Just think about that for a moment. Have you ever thought about those items specifically? You know, one of the observations from this, and I have more to say on this, but one of the observations is, is that they never thought it would get to this in a million years. So most people went unprepared because they just never thought, right? Think about this country. We just think it would never happen here. But if you disrupt the, the supply chain and something goes on in this country, um, that would prevent, um, really, uh, the economy from, from continuing on or something were to happen. This would happen very quickly, this scenario. Wouldn't it? Very quickly. More quickly than we could even imagine. Yes, right here in America. With all the things that, that they could do. That's why I think this hour is really important to kind of think ahead a little bit. Know how to do things. We have a great time right now to prepare. Let's use it. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888. How would you feel to know that you're helping people change their lives? You'd feel pretty good, right? Well, at Balance of Nature, we are doing just that. And you can too. Balance of Nature is looking to hire a shipping clerk. In this position, you're the last line before everything gets shipped to the customer. You will get to put the product into boxes and label them to be shipped off, knowing that you're making someone's day from the instant that box is picked up. This full-time position starts at $15 an hour and has opportunities for quarterly bonuses with benefits, including healthy daily lunches at no cost to you, insurance, and many internal company events that add excitement to the work week. Now is the time to work for a company that cares about its employees and customers. Go to balanceofnature.com slash careers to see a full list of job openings and apply today. Come join our team as Balance of Nature continues to build a future with you in mind. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. Play now, pay. 
You heard right. Play now, pay later at RVZZ. Summer's winding down, and the time is now to make new memories in your Coachman Clipper Camper. And the best part is you can drive it right off the lot with zero down and payments as low as $140 per month. Play now, pay later. Going on now at RVZZ. See dealer for details. Save up to $1,000 during the Labor Day sale at the Mattress Store. Hi, it's Justin from the Mattress Store, and during the Labor Day sale, you can save up to $1,000 on Tempur-Pedic, Stearns of Foster, and Sealy mattresses. Plus, get free in-store incentives with every purchase, like 0% interest financing, pillows, sheets. Best of all, it's ready today. Voted best of Southern Utah. Bluffed by Ace Hardware. Bloomington by the Walmart. Washington next to Best Buy. Downtown Cedar City next to Lens. Nobody beats the Mattress Store. Nobody. Giving back is important to us here at Canyon Media. We believe in supporting great local causes, local events, and local fundraisers. The Canyon Media Gives Back program is one of the many ways we support Southern Utah. If you would like nine Canyon Media radio stations to bring more awareness to your event or cause, please contact us. The more notice you give us, the better we can promote your event. Just log on to canyonmedia.net. That's canyonmedia.net. Canyon Media. Here for you. Everybody has a smile story. Those daily moments of joy that make you smile. Especially when you're a child like three-year-old Zena. Her smile is as bright as her future. But there's something you wouldn't know about Zena. She was born with a cleft lip, which can make it hard to eat, talk, hear, and even breathe. And she's far from alone. A baby is born with a cleft every three minutes. This hurdle could have kept Zena from living her full smile story. Thankfully, she met Smile Train. Since 1999, Smile Train has helped millions of children like Zena find their forever smiles by empowering medical professionals around the world to provide cleft care in their own communities at no cost to families. Smile Train is working tirelessly to give every child with a cleft the opportunity to live their full smile story. Learn how you can help more kids like Xena at smiletrain.org slash learn. At Volunteers of America, we don't just give kids a way to stay off the streets. We give them the tools they need to reach their full potential. We don't just help the elderly receive needed care. We help them live life to the fullest. We don't just provide food for homeless individuals and families. We provide job training and placement so they can buy groceries. Volunteers of America is a national organization that for over 100 years has provided programs and services that allow people to overcome their challenges to become vital members of their community. At Volunteers of America, we don't just help people. We help people help themselves. Find out how you can support the programs that are working in your community. Contact Volunteers of America today. Call 1-800-899-0089. That's 1-800-899-0089. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded from May 2022. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Kate Daly 
the show. Uh, make sure you get over to MyPillow.com. Um, Mother's Day, Father's Day are coming, and the best thing you can do is uh, new sheets, new towels. I mean, those are all the things that, uh, that you know, people usually go more practical on when you don't have to. You can actually do MyPillow, put in the code Kate, get 30% off, and uh, enjoy some of the most luxurious sheets and luxurious towels. Um, I'm telling you, what a gift. Also, the robes, the slippers, uh, the dog beds, I mean, everything that they have, the, the mattress toppers, they even have wonderful mattresses that are affordable um, and a huge array of them. The MyPillow products, if you snore, get the blue one or the green one. Um, you can't find these in stores. It's only on the website, and uh, and it can cut the sto- snoring down uh, 90%. I mean, it's amazing what it can do. Please, by all means, go to MyPillow.com, use the code word Kate, 30% off. Uh, we've partnered, and let me just tell you uh, what a great sponsor of the show, because Mike Lindell's doing so many really wonderful things. They're working around the clock. This show will be a sponsored show, a, a, a podcast show on the network of this new Facebook called frankspeech.com, which will be um, coming out soon that you can actually uh, sign up. They just had some hacking issues. I mean, it's been a little a little crazy, um, but I'm telling you what a great thing this is uh, for us. It's, it'll be sensor-free, and that's what we need. Just getting out of Facebook jail, I can attest to this. <laughs> can, you, can you even believe Facebook jail? I mean... I can't believe that we live in a time like this. So let me get back to um, his story, because this story from uh, that comes to us from somebody that lived through what happened in Bosnia, they never thought that their country would, overnight they felt like, be a completely different country. Like he said, going back to the Stone Age. And, you know, I know that people can get gloomy and doomy about some certain things. We don't need to live in in a preparedness world. I don't think you have to live that way 24 seven and freak yourself out and your family. But I do think you'll feel better if you get prepared that if you kind of know some things and you know how something might work, um, then maybe you can prepare for it better like this. A lot of people ask me, should I get a piece of property for a bug out property? Only my answer to that is only, and this is in my, you know, very little information I have that I'll pass on to you. But only do that if you have more family and friends that are joining you. Don't ever just be alone. It's like this guy said uh, that wrote this after being in Bosnia. He said, don't be alone because those are the people that, 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 that they lost their lives when they were alone. And so just remember that if you're going to do a property and you want to be able to get away, then I would suggest you do it with people you love and trust. So you can have each other's backs, but don't be so far away that you can't trade and barter with other people. People work better in communities. Um, and, uh, and looking around, you know, some, some communities are better than others. And maybe this would be a good time to move in this next couple of years, right? Because while you can, you might want to have your family in an area that's much better, you know, um, for them if something were to go down. So the one question this person was asked was, uh, if you had three months to prepare, what would you do? Three months. And they jokingly said, run away. (laughs) my country but he said you know things collapse really fast and he said you know i have a stockpile of food hygiene items were a big big item they were right up there with with lighters lighters were a huge item to have on hand and he said batteries he said enough to last me for six months he said um you know he lives in a really secure flat and he owns a home with a shelter in a village and he said uh five kilometers away and another six months supply there too 
So he had a supply at his other property, too. He said, that's a small village. Most people there are well-prepared. The war had, had taught them. This, this experience had taught them. He said, I have four weapons, 2,000 rounds for each, and I have a garden, and I've learned gardening, and I also have good uh, instincts, you know. When everyone around you tells you it'll all be fine, you know, <laughs> he says, I know it can all collapse. He said, have the strength to do, you know, what I need to do for my family, because when it collapses, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. And he even went as far as to say to to do bad things to keep your children alive. I actually, I don't know that you need to do that, but I can understand why he says that. Family and groups well prepared with skills and knowledge, it's much better. So what would you stockpile? This was the question. And he said, that depends. He said, if you, if you plan to live by theft, all you need is weapons and ammo, lots of ammo. If not... He said, you don't plan to live by theft. He said, you need more food, hygiene items, batteries, accumulators, little trading items, knives, lighters, flints, soap, anything that had to do with hygiene. And he said, also alcohol of a type that keeps well, the cheapest whiskey is a good trading item. Kind of envisioning those little bottles, you know, that they sell at the mini bars, you know. He said, many people died from insufficient hygiene. You'll need simple items in great amounts. For example, garbage bags, lots of them, and toilet paper. <laughs> I say that as a joke just because we just went through this 2020. Non-reusable dishes and cups, you'll need lots of them. I know that because we didn't have any at all. And as for me, he said, a supply of hygiene items is perhaps more important than food. You can shoot a pigeon. You can find a plant to eat. But you can't find or shoot a disinfectant or, or something that will help. If something were to happen, he said, first aid skills, washing around burns and and wounds. Perhaps you'll find a doctor and will not be able to pay him. Learn to use antibiotics. It's good to have a stockpile of them. He said, you should choose the simplest weapons. And as far as antibiotics go, I do know that that doctors will, um, you know, um, send in more refills that you can that you can get filled too. you might want to do that now. Right. They'll keep have them on hand. Anyway, it's good to have a stockpile. He said, you should always choose the simplest weapons. He goes, I carry a Glock 45. I like it. It's a rare gun here. And he said, so I have two, uh, two pistols here. Everyone has them, and ammo is common. And he said, uh, you must own small, unnoticeable items. For example, a generator is good, but 1,000 Bic lighters are better. Hmm. Generator's good, but 1,000 Bic lighters are better. Why? Because you can trade them. They're small. He said a generator will attract attention if there's any trouble. That's true. He's right. But a thousand lighters, compact, cheap, and can always be traded. It's unusually, we usually uh, collected rainwater, he said, about four large barrels and then boiled it. There was a small river, but the water in it became very dirty very fast. And it's also important to have water containers for water barrels and buckets containers make sure that you have containers around thought that was really good really interesting and um you know a lot of people have water filters and i get why i get why you would have a lot of water filters the problem the only problem i foresee with that is the 2010 rockefeller report said that uh they were basically um uh in their little plan of action i call it um you know training exercise they were they were the thought was uh, or the the projection they put out there was that they pretty much banned all bodies of water and put gates around them so people couldn't um go near them yeah so make sure that you have a way to have water hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead kate i've got a good one for you okay 
a 100-pound bag of lime. Okay. Four, a slit trench in the backyard, about a foot and a half deep. Mm-hmm. You stand on either side of the trench mm-hmm. and do your business. Then you sprinkle a little lime mm. on the business. It keeps the flies off and the odor down. Nice. Cheap. All yeah. you have to do is store it and keep it uh, dry. What? Great. Thank you. That's awesome. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. That was, that was fantastic. Lime. Oh, good. Okay. I like it. He said, we're gold and uh, you and silver useful. I know a lot of you guys are have been you know trading and doing a lot of that. He said, yes, I personally traded all the gold in the house for ammunition. He said, sometimes we got our hands on money. He said, we bought some things you know, for them. Uh, we, got, we bought some things for them, but this was rare and prices were astronomical. For example, a can of beans cost 30 to $40. Beans, yeah. A local money quickly became worthless. Everything we needed, we traded um, through barter. And the question was, was salt expensive? And he said, yes, but coffee and cigarettes were even more expensive. He said, I had lots of alcohol and traded it without a problem. Alcohol consumption grew over 10 times as compared to peacetime. A lot of people wanted to drink. So he said, perhaps today it's more useful to keep a stock of cigarettes, lighters, and batteries. They take up less space. Interesting. He said, at this time, I was not a survivalist. We had no time to prepare several days before all this hit before their world completely changed days. And the politicians kept repeating over the TV that everything was going according to plan and there was no reason to be concerned. When the sky fell on our heads, we, we took what we could. Was it difficult to purchase firearms? He said, after the war, we had guns in every house. The police confiscated lots of guns at the beginning of the war. At the beginning of the war. So if you're on record of having one, it was gone. But most of them we hid and now I have one legal one that I have a license for. And under the law, that's called temporary collection there in Bosnia. So he said, if there's unrest, the government will seize all the registered guns. Never forget that. He said, you know, he said there are many people who have one legal gun, but also illegal guns if that one gets seized. If you have a good, uh, if you have good trade goods, you might be able to get a gun in a tough situation. But remember, the most difficult time was in the first days that happened, Right. And he said, and perhaps you won't have enough time to find a weapon to protect your family. To be disarmed in a time of chaos and panic is a bad idea. He said, in my case, there was a man who needed a car, a car battery for his radio. He had shotguns. I traded the, uh, the accumulator for both of them. Sometimes I traded ammunition for food and a few weeks later traded food for ammunition. Never, I never did the trade at home. I never did it in big amounts. So whenever he was bartering with somebody, he never did it at his house. He never did it in large amounts. He said, few people knew how much I had or what I kept at my home. He said, the most important thing was that as many things as possible in terms of space and money, eventually you'll understand what is more valuable. And, uh, and he said, I'll always value weapons and ammunition the most. Second, maybe gas masks and filters. Interesting. Now, he was asked about security. And he said, our defenses are very primitive. Again, we weren't ready, and we used what we could. The windows were shattered, and the roof's in a horrible state after the bombings. The windows were blocked, some with sandbags, others with, uh, with rocks. So I'll tell you what he did um, after I take this call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Yes. How about three things we might do today? Okay. Yes. 
uh, take the Master Gardener class, the extension service. Oh, yeah, that's a great well idea. Well worth the time and the effort. Okay. Number two, take the second class in Master Canning. Mm. Number three, join CERT, learn all the survival and preparedness skills, and that those should have been done years ago. Oh, I 100% agree with you. C-E-R-T, CERT, thank you so much. Perfect. That was great. Thank you. That was great. Love that. Thank you. Great, great addition uh, to this segment. And when I come back, I want to talk, I want to go into more detail. It's interesting, after living through what happened in their country, and even though this was 30 years ago, isn't it fascinating to think back? And, you know, we have some other things now with technologies and other things, but I, but really and truly, would it be about the same? (laughs) I'm kind of thinking it would. Um, because like he said, when you go back to the stone age, it's pretty representative of one time of, of a certain time. And that's what it felt like to them. And they were very unprepared because they kept thinking it wouldn't happen. And he said, eventually the ammo ran out and that was a problem because he said, then people just, you have to know skills and you have to have something to barter with something that people need. So keep that in mind, but I'll be right back to finish this out. I just thought this was so important today. I just really, instead of having a guest this hour, I just really wanted to relay this to all of you so we can learn from this. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. is back to school savings and back to saving big at Finley Volkswagen. Purchase a new Volkswagen by August 31st and receive $1,000 off MSRP or get $1,000 more for your trade-in or a $1,000 gas card. You can even choose 90 days for the first payment instead. Your choice this month only. Volkswagen will always deliver savings, especially at the gas pump. New Jetta, 40 miles per gallon. New Taos, 36 miles per gallon. Come see the entire lineup of gas-saving Volkswagens at Finley Volkswagen on the savings side of the freeway. Summer is here, and so is the heat. Call Advanced Air right now to schedule your AC summer tune-up for only $79. What? Just $79 for an AC summer tune-up from Advanced Air? Yep. Call Advanced Air right now, 635-2257, to schedule your AC summer tune-up now. Don't let your AC system freeze up. Service that AC system today for only $79. Call Advanced Air right now, 635-2257. That's 635-2257, or visit advancedairutah.com. A lot of people don't realize that you can have a beautiful funeral and still choose cremation. Heartlight Affordable Funeral Services right here in Southern Utah can help you with both. By pre-planning your services, you can make your wishes known and give your family the opportunity for closure. Hi, this is Brian at Heartlight Affordable Funeral Services in Cedar City. Call me today and see that there is a difference. 435-586-3456 or find us online at affordablefuneralservices.com and look for the candle. Hi, Greg from the three-time award-winning, world-famous Gold Ore Store. I have a major precious metals buyer's alert. Attention Southern Utah and Mesquite, Nevada residents. A Texas billionaire has made a huge silver coin purchase that is putting tremendous pressure on the entire physical silver delivery supply chain. Because a vendor involved cannot source 900,000 silver eagles, we will experience exponential price increases. It is literally happening as I speak. Our insight 
insider informant has told us to make sure that our clientele makes their planned purchases immediately to secure not only the lowest price, but to be able to secure the actual physical silver bullion. Get your money out of the failed U.S. dollar and into silver now. This is the most serious silver supply chain issue that has hit the market since COVID-19. Call Gold Ore Store now, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. 435-703-9119. Save up to $1,000 on select Serta, Silly Beautyrest, and Purple mattresses. And get up to a $300 free gift at the Best Mattress Labor Day Sale. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Experience the amazing new advances in mattresses. More support, regulated temperature, targeted pressure relief, even help with snoring. Plus, get a free gas card up to $150 on select Perfect Sleeper and Beautyrest mattresses. We've got quick delivery and easy financing, too. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. Hi guys, it's Andrew. Are you struggling with ED and sick of the pills? Well, today, Wednesday, August 31st, we're running a one-day special you won't want to miss out on. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses the most powerful form of wave therapy. This is a technology clinically shown to repair blood vessels and improve blood flow. Even Cambridge has studied our technology. If you're ready to transform your love life, grab your phone. Today is your day. Call us now and you'll qualify for the assessment and ultrasound totally free. You'll also get a gift that can produce powerful results to intimacy in minutes. You're going to love that, guys. And today only, we're offering six tune-up treatments to our patients free. This is our most lucrative offer ever worth $1,200, but call today, Wednesday, and qualify totally free. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your ED and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. This offer ends today. 435-922-7000. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around, and I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself, and me never would just want to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike, and you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves, and all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This show is pre-recorded from May 2022. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Show. Um, so much to say, right, in this hour, and I love uh, the comments so far. Thank you. What great uh, additions to what I uh, wanted to say today about preparedness, because this preparedness hour, I feel like, is a lot different than a lot that we've done on the show for all the years I've been on, because we've concentrated on this topic, but this is sort of like your hardcore, this is what happened when, this, when, when, when everything fell apart 
overnight, and this is what happened in in order. And I thought that was really important aspect of what this gentleman from Bosnia said. And the most important thing to remember is he got through it. He got through it. Don't be afraid. Don't be so afraid that it paralyzes you. There's no reason to get so depressed over this either. I, I know things are going to happen. We all do. We've been promised these things. If you read scripture, you know. But let me just tell you, there are ways to get through it better, right? And why would we not be more prepared knowing that we are a generation that can gleam from so much experience on this? My gosh, we have no excuses and we have every advantage, right? All right. So before I, I get started, I just wanted to tell you just a little bit about balance of nature. But the doctor that invented this, Dr. Howard, he had been a doctor for years. And when he returned from Russia, he actually had um, had, had realized that they were finally starting to realize that photo uh, that phytochemicals were something that we could benefit from um, in our in our diet. Right. And uh, and he said, this is ju- this is when that was just beginning. All the research on phytochemicals were just beginning. And this was, you know, 30 years ago. But he said he realized that there were hundreds of thousands of phytochemicals, some discovered some not that would never stop as long as people were looking at things in this light and he said that when he with his experience in Russia it brought him to this epiphany that all the super chemicals were being extracted from fruits and veggies and that this could replace multivitamins which it did so this product has 31 fruits and vegetables in it a day in caplet forms right and he said they are able to capture the phytochemicals they need in the proper ratio and so this is going all the way back to, to 1997 and uh, Balance of Nature, Fruits and Veggies, uh, a supplement uh, merged onto the market, replacing these multivitamins. And it's been going strong ever since. And people have been loving it. He has a passion for people, health and science. And the phytochemicals are something that can benefit us so much. He appears on shows all over the, the world talking about phytochemicals. Go to Balance of Nature Use the code Kate, and you'll get 35% off in free shipping. Definitely worth it. And I would order extra and have it on hand. It'll keep. I I honestly would do it. Um, So let's go back to security. Um, and, And I played Night Moves just because, you know, I don't know if people realize that they might be doing stuff at night. And he said, you know, he said the moon you had to do it when the moon was out there wasn't any other light i mean you had to you had to be kind of stealthy about farming and things like that gardening at night okay so he he was asked about security and he said i I blocked the fence uh the fence gate with wreckage and garbage and used a ladder to get across the wall when i came home i asked someone inside to pass over a ladder that was how they did it so when he came home they asked somebody to pass over the ladder for them so they could get they could get over that way um they had a fellow on their street that completely barricaded himself in his house and he broke a hole in the in the wall creating a passage for himself into the ruins of a neighbor's house sort of like a secret entrance and he said you know that would sound strange except for the fact that most protected houses were looted and destroyed first the big houses the things that would attract somebody right attract the looters the right okay so he said in my area of the city there were beautiful houses with walls and dogs and alarms and barred windows and they were attacked first and some held out and others didn't it all depend on how many uh hands and, and guns they had how many people they had on the inside and guns so he said i think defense is very very important but it must be carried out very unobtrusively if you're in a city 
and stuff goes down, you need a simple, non-flashy place that won't attract anybody. And this is why he put out things that wreckage and garbage, so it made it look like it was a horrible place (laughs) that nobody would want to enter. Very smart. And how much ammo? As as, As much as possible. Make your house as unattractive as you can. He said, right now I own a steel door, but that's just against uh, the first wave of chaos. After that passes, I will leave the city to rejoin a larger group of people, my friends and family. And there were some uh, situations during the war, there's no need for details, but we always had superior firepower and a brick wall on our side. I love it when people talk in code. That's awesome. Okay. So he said, we also constantly kept somebody watching the streets. Quality organization is paramount because of roving gangs. He said shooting was constantly heard in the city. Our perimeter was defended primitively. All the exits were barricaded and and has little, you know, firing slits, right? He said inside we had at least five family members ready for battle at any one time and one man in the street hidden in a shelter. We stayed home through the day to avoid sniper fire. At first the weak perish and then the rest fight. During the day the streets were practically empty due to sniper fire. Defenses were oriented towards short-range combat alone. Many died if they went out to gather information, for example. It's important to remember we had no information, no radio, no TV, only rumors and nothing else. There was no organized army. Every man fought. We had no choice. Everyone was armed, ready to defend themselves. You should not wear any quality items ever in the city. Someone will murder you and take them. Don't even carry a pretty long arm. It'll attract attention. Let me tell you something. If stuff hits the fan, you know, tomorrow I'll be humble. I'll look like everyone else, desperate and fearful. I'll fit right in, right? Maybe I'll, he said, maybe I'll even shout and cry a little so that nobody thinks that I'm prepared. Otherwise, they're going to go after your stuff. So he said, pretty clothing is excluded altogether. I will not go out in my new tactical, you know, tactical outfit to shout, I have come, you're doomed, bad guys. No, I'll stay inside, well-armed, well-prepared, waiting, evaluating my possibilities with my best friend or brother. Super defenses, super guns are meaningless. If people think they should steal your things, that you're profitable, they will. It's only a question of time and the amount of guns and hands. He said, uh, he was asked, what is the situation with toilets? And he said, we used shovels and a patch of earth near, near the house. Does it seem dirty? It was. We washed with rainwater in the river, but most of the time the washing in the river was too dangerous. We had no toilet paper. If we had any, we would have traded it anyway. It was a dirty business, he said. Let me give you a piece of advice. You need guns and ammo first, and second, everything else. Literally everything. All depends on the space and money you have. If you forget something, there'll always be someone to trade, you know, trade with for it. But if you forget weapons and ammo, there'll be no access to trading for you. I don't think big families are extra mouths either. Big families mean more guns and more strength. And from there, everyone prepares on their own. He says, how did you treat this sick and injured? He said, most injuries were from gunfire. Without a specialist, without equipment, if if an injured man uh, found a doctor somewhere, he had about 30% chance of survival. Ouch. If an injured man found a doctor, actually found a doctor, 30% chance of survival. He said, it ain't the movie. People died. Many died from infections and superficial wounds. I had antibiotics for three to four uses for the family, of course, for his own family. People died foolishly quite often. 
Simple diarrhea will kill you in a few days without medicine, with limited amounts of water. And there were many skin diseases and food poisonings. He said, many used local plants and pure alcohol, enough for the short term, but useless in the long term. Hmm. Hygiene is very important, as well as having as much medicine as possible, especially antibiotics. He also mentioned working in in the light of the moon. And, you know, you kind of think about all these things and what would you have in your arsenal? What kind of medicines, you know? And there are all kinds of medicines. You can get antibiotics, um, you know, uh, for um, uh, veterinary, um, you know, in, in different quantities and things like that. There's all kinds of things that you can do. But I think one of the most important things I gleamed from this was kind of the obscure, the things I wouldn't have thought of, the big lighters, you know, the things that I wouldn't have thought of. But he said, as long as you have something to trade and a skill, he said, if you have a skill and it's like the gentleman that called it, that said, get some cert training. So important, I think, to know and, and train your kids on how to do these things. But if you know how to do something or if you can watch some YouTube videos and get taught something, that's a start, right? You can, you'll, you'll have to have some real world experience in doing it, not just watching a video. But the thing is, is do you know how to do stuff? <laughs> you know, do you know how to do things? Because if you don't, and we haven't trained up our kids to know how to do things, that's going to be tough. And I do think at the end of the day, being reliant on faith is going to be a big, big deal. Um, because when, when all runs out, um, and I notice this as, you know, you listen to the pioneer stories as they were, they were coming this way, coming west, um, it all came down to faith and, um, and letting those miracles come to pass and believing that those miracles could happen. And I do believe that. So that's why I think that our your spiritual acumen is as important as preparedness. And sometimes we sort of forget, like we think we have to have every item we're ever going to need, but that's not necessarily true. And he did say, he said, when, the, when, the, when we ran out of bullets, when there was no more ammunition, the guns were worthless. Knives work better because <laughs> he said you could, you know, once, once, and that meant that everyone around him was going through the same thing, obviously. But he said, you know, look, he said, there, there's a certain, um, you know, element. You better, you better be trained in some things that you can do to, to defend yourself, too. And not just be reliant on having guns. Because if somebody were to come in and take those guns, we all know that Obama's um, order um, actually put us at a huge disadvantage from then on. And Trump did not reverse it. Um, Biden, of course, loves it, um, is the fact that they can come and um, take everything from your home and it doesn't even have to be an emergency. So all that preparedness would then be for naught. And so I do think it's important to split it up, have it in several places. Have it so maybe people can't find it as easily. Um, I think that uh, we get a little smarter, a little stealthier about the things that we can do right now. And... And it isn't just about making sure you have what you need in, 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 in the area that you think you're going to store it the easiest, because honestly, I do think that we'll be sharing things. I think that communities will band together. I think that you need to be in a community that you know you could band together with, with like-minded people that will help protect people if something were to happen. This, what, what makes me nervous about this administration 
is that they're kind of hell-bent on the chaos. They like the chaos. They're doing everything they can to remove good officers, to remove police departments into more of like a national thuggery and, uh, and, and work like a military, but not, not, a, not a military made up like we think of our, our own military, but the, the thugs, right? And this is what they want. And so if something ever went down, like he said, he said there was no cops anywhere. You, everyone was on their own, basically, but in groups. So you had to rely on the group. So don't go so far out that if, if a lot of people were able to find you on a piece of property that, that you couldn't get out of that situation, right? So you kind of have to think of it in terms of staying close to those that um, are um, like-minded, that you know will protect you, that have your best interests because you're all working together. Make sure you have a lot of things on hand because in the next, I would say, two to three years, I think we're still going to be in those plenty years of the seven-year cycle. And I do feel like there is some time here to work with to get ahead. And as, as they go to digital currency and tracking and all of these things, it's going to be harder to acquire things um, on your card. They're going to know you have them. So using cash is going to be probably your best way to make sure that you can accumulate things. Um, while you can. So use cash as much as you possibly can, right? Um, and uh, and get together the little things that you don't really think about, you know, the sewing kits, the um, the ability to have a, have a line to dry things on. You know, if, if you're without electricity, if we had a huge EMT, uh, um, uh, what is it called? <laughs> the, you know, big electrical event. Sorry, I was thinking EMT. Electrical event, then... If you didn't have electricity tomorrow, what would you do, right? So you got to kind of think in those terms. Go Amish. <laughs> think Amish a little. And, uh, and think about how they get by what they do, the things that they do and, and sell, actually, in the Amish stores online. Great resource. Uh, they have a, a, a little washing machine that you don't need. It's just a crank one, you know. There's little, there's little things like that. And like he said, containers were important, too, to have enough containers to wash clothes, to make a toilet, to, to do all of these things. And garbage bags were a big deal garbage bags so the the hygiene thing should really make us all aware about how important that was and how much we need that as well because i i think sometimes we concentrate on the food and forget the some of the other stuff i hope this was beneficial to you and got you thinking a little bit maybe spend sunday nights we used to watch the disney channel on sunday nights right Ooh, now you know disney's kind of gone off the bend but maybe at this point in time watching somebody a skill somebody teach how to do something make a water well you know make a, a well for water um, all of those things are very important i think and maybe we could be teaching our kids maybe one night a week how to do things i think it's important I'll even take some calls on this if you want to when I, when I come back in this next hour uh, before we talk a little bit more about science. And I will be uh, right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Get this podcast and share it. This is Kate Daly, and my show is brought to you by the Piano Gallery, located on the Bloomington X. Daly Show starts now. Uh, it's as simple as this. Each, uh, each mother or father raises his boy or girl, as the case may be, the way that uh, he thinks is best. And I think it's best for you to get a quarter and work for it. You see, when you give something, in this instance, clean the garage, and you get something in return, like a quarter, well, that's the greatest feeling in the world. You do feel good after working, don't you? Uh-huh. Good and tired. <laughs> well, as, uh, as you get bigger... 
Well, you'll be doing more and more work for more and more return, and that good feeling will get bigger. Do you understand what I mean? I'm not going to get 75 cents. <laughs> and I have to work for the 25. Right. All clear to you? Yeah. The bigger you get, the tireder you get. <laughs> good old Andy Griffith show. Um, welcome. Uh, last hour on a Friday. Can you believe it? I hope last hour was beneficial to you. If you would like to add on to what I, I talked about in that uh, guy's example of this is what happened when Bosnia kind of overnight uh, went into a war and they were not prepared for it. And this is kind of what happened in the different steps, the hot items, the items that everyone was trying to get, barter for, what what could make it possible for you to feed your family. I really wasn't trying to be, you know, like doom and gloom. And, you know, I really, I actually am one that is pretty pragmatic. And I want to say uh, that... If you're prepared, then you wouldn't be as worried, right, about anything going on. And if it just takes a little bit to get prepared, then why would we not do it? And I actually think it brings peace and calm of getting through things that, that seem like they would be that difficult, but you could, you could still do it. And I want we have the greatest lessons in history right now and the greatest opportunity and advantage to know how to get through these kinds of things from based on personal experiences from people. Why are we not learning from that? There's no reason to just stand in fear and there's no reason for your children to feel fear. They just need to feel like there's a way to sort of get prepared, right, for what's coming. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Not too bad. Hey, have something for you for the listeners out there as well in regards to water. Okay. Um, you can make your own water filtration system uh, without any problem nice. uh, for uh, about an eighth of a cost of what it would cost to go out and buy one of those really expensive water filtration systems that you know, are like three, yeah. two, $300. All you got to do is uh, you can go on to Amazon. You can buy the filters for a two-pack for $40. Mm-hmm. And then you go down to Home Depot and get two five-gallon buckets. Okay. You uh, also buy the uh, little uh, angle, like, iced tea uh, mm-hmm. jug. Uh, okay. Oh, I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> having a brain cramp here. <laughs> That's okay. But anyway, mm-hmm. all you got to do is, is uh, drill two holes for those filters, put them in the top one. And then you've got your little valve on the bottom for mm-hmm. your water. Yeah. You put your water in, it filters it out. You can filter out five gallons in about two hours. Wow, nice. Nice. And it's, I mean, I made, I've made two of them, and it cost me about $60 total. No way. I love it. You know, this will be on podcast, yeah. and I hope people uh, listen to it over and over and get the, the, get the instructions so they can do this and maybe look online. I, I just think there's so much we can learn from so many people out there uh, that, that oh, yeah. have this kind yeah, of knowledge. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, and this was, like you said, you'd mentioned earlier about YouTube. This was something that I saw on YouTube on how to make these things. Right. I see. I love that. And it, I, man. And it's totally simple, totally easy that uh, the whole project took me to make both of them took me maybe an hour. Wow. Nice job. And, and then, yeah. you know, you, you to pour your water in the top. It mm-hmm. filters out through the filters down into the bottom. 
and you got five gallons of nice, clean, potable water. You can cook with it, bathe with it, whatever, you know, whatever you Great want to job. do with it. Great job. Thank you for that. Love the resource. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate that. You know, uh, if you'd like to chime in on this, now would be the time if you have something to offer like that. Because I'll tell you, like I said, not only do we have YouTube videos, we have experiences like this gentleman from Bosnia. We have all of these people that can tell us, how did they get through the Great Depression? How did they get through these things? Do we think that we're immune somehow? <laughs> that, we're, that we're just so smart out there, we're so immune to this, and it could never happen in America? Well, we have had to handle things in America. So that's blown out of the water. And why, why would our generation not have to go through anything tough? <laughs> I mean, come on. We can't think we're, we're you know... Um, we're not going to have our fair share of things. Um, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. The hi. one thing I would add to your last caller mm-hmm. is use food-grade buckets. Oh, yeah. Not Home Depot buckets. Oh, okay. 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 Food the grade. other thing is, is get in shape. Oh, yeah. It's a great... I mean, that is probably the single most important thing. The other thing is is get a stock of electrolytes. Mm, okay. Because when when things change, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to be extending yourself physically mm-hmm. like you haven't ever done. Right, right. And the first thing that's going to go is your electrolyte imbalance. Mm. And from there, you're a heartbeat away from dysentery. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. That's These great advice. Simple thing, but you got to start thinking simply. Yes. Because you know, number one, get in shape. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Can with you hike twenty miles? Mm. Yeah. If you can't. You're not in shape. That's so true. That's a good one for me to listen to. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I love the advice. Isn't that great? Um, I just feel like right now we are in these couple of years of plenty. And when I say plenty, I know we still have our struggles right now with what government's doing. But at the same time, we're going to look back on this and, and think about how blessed we were during this time. So during this time, then, let's really work on making sure that everyone's prepared because the more prepared, say we were in a group together, say we were in a group of a hundred or 50, the more prepared everyone is in that group, the better off we do. So we always need to think, share this information because the more people that have this information, the better off, right? And because of the the kinds of persecution that I think is coming for, for Christians, for the, um, for the kind of things that with the tracking that they have, we're going to be up against some added challenges to deal with that. But right now, it would probably be a really good time to brainstorm and think outside the box about the fact that they might have some technology that they might be able to fly over with that can look down and see what's in your home. And, and if that's the case, then think about what you would do in that case scenario. Let's start like really thinking outside the box here to get some fantastic ideas and maybe some shouldn't be as shared vocally (laughs) Um, because there's things I I don't say. But let me just tell you that this has been on my mind heavily for a while that we have an opportunity right now. We have an opportunity to learn. 
We have an opportunity to reflect on history. We have an opportunity to absolutely be able to read a book that tells us that all this is going to go on. And, and the biggest piece of this is, is not taking away your kids' hope because all things will cycle out and come to an end. They will get through things if they're more prepared, but don't let them get caught up in the fear. Don't let them think that only all the bad stuff's going to happen from here on out, because that's not true. I was told that when I was in high school, and I've had this great life full of a lot of joy and, and, and wonder and wonderful things happen. So had I thought that way at 18, 19, 20, my gosh, can you even imagine? Don't take away their hope. Don't get so far entrenched in this that, that we've stolen that from them, because they have a lot of wonderful years ahead of them. But we, have our ch- we will have challenges that they're going to have to deal with. The tracking is one of them, too. So, and especially with this vaccine ID that they really are pushing hard to do right now. And, and so look around. What states are more supportive of constitutional, God-given rights? You know, it's like my own state is like 18th on the list. That's how far down it is. That's what a bad job my state's doing at preserving liberty. And as um, Chrisanne so eloquently said yesterday, freedom is one thing. Freedom, you can do anything you want. That's, a, you know, freedom. But liberty means that you have a set of values, that, you're, that you choose God, that, you're, that, you, that there's rights and wrongs about the freedom to just do whatever you want. You're going to have this, this set of, of things that you follow. And I do feel that way, too. That This is why the founders always reflected on liberty. We want our liberty. We want our liberty to be able to make those choices that are good, that are good for us. Um, and so w- what place will help you do that? What situation could you, could you and your family be in? What could you change in the next few years that would reflect that or help that? Um, what can you store right now? I mean, Bic lighters. I wouldn't have thought of Bic lighters. I wouldn't have thought about watching a video to know how to make kerosene. And all of that that came out in the last hour, very interesting stuff. Right? Little little pocket knives. How often do you pick those up? Have extra. <laughs> Have them ready to store. Right? Um, these kinds of items can save your life and your families and feed your family. If right now they're promising droughts and they're promising, a dis- a, you know, disruptions of, of supply chains and food. And they're going to claim we have no food and they're going to make all of these claims that aren't true. Do you know how to garden? Do you know how to do these things? That's going to be important. Hi, caller. You have about a minute. Go for it. Yeah, Kate. Sure. I'm calling. Sure. Hi. Uh, just a um, quick thing. You know, you're talking about technology where they can look into our homes. Mm-hmm. Is that the real reason they wanted to get rid of lead paint? Huh. I've, you know what? That has been brought up on the show before. I don't know if you brought it, somebody brought it up, but that's a very interesting question right there. Huh. Can you still find it anywhere? No. No. And relatively very low situations where that was really a... A, a very big problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess get yourself a lead smelter and make your own. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you. That's, That's great. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, that is true. There's a lot of things like that when you start to figure out why they did what they did, right? Um, but I would say definitely get together with a group and start thinking about a place that you could go. That's, that's true. I think that there's a lot of truth to that, but doing it alone, I think isn't the safest thing to do. 
and I even hate talking about safety because safety has been crammed down our friggin' throats. <laughs> but, but I'm just talking about actual safety, and that is um, maybe some safety in numbers so that you know you always have people that are prepared that are looking around and and a situation that you can devise like he said he said you put a he put a ladder over his house and made his house look very inconspicuous in bosnia so that robbers would not want to go into it and then only the ladder came out when he wanted to get in that's important these are important things to remember well laid plans if they're going to if they're going to do well laid plans on the other side of this those people that uh, love to destroy then the people the good people of america need to make their well-laid plans too and this is a really good time to do it i'll take your calls right when i come back Local Motorcycle Club Polly Ridas will be hosting their first local fundraiser bike ride for Fanaketao's Ride for Life. This first-time annual celebration takes place this Saturday, September 3rd, at the Washington County Fairgrounds in the Grafton Building from 2 to 8 p.m. Music, dancing, and bike rally. You can join the event for free, but donations are welcome. To join the ride, sign up at 10 a.m. It's $20 a person or $30 for passenger. All proceeds will be donated to Fanaketao's family. Ride leaves at 11 a.m. Join this family fun event. Open. That word has never sounded more wonderful or held more meaning than it does right now. At New Millennium Group, we are happy to announce that our doors are once again open for our clients and our new friends. And we want you to know that when you do visit us, we are adhering to our state's guidelines to create a safe environment for both you and our team members. So if you are planning to come to our offices for an in-person meeting, please go to our website, yournewmillenniumgroup.com, to learn more about preparing for your visit. At New Millennium Group, your financial safety has always been our top priority. And we're also committed to creating an environment that also safeguards your health. We also want you to know that we are available for video meetings or good old-fashioned phone calls if that's more convenient for you. If you want to schedule a meeting, a complimentary second opinion review, or have a question about your retirement plan, we're here for you. Give us a call today at 888-999-6370. Or visit us at yournewmillenniumgroup.com. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. meets big family fun at RVZZ. You can leave for vacation anytime when you have a Coachman Clipper camper from RVZZ. And the best part? You can spend more time worry-free with family while enjoying payments as low as $144 per month. Low payments meets big family fun. Going on now at RVZZ. See dealer for details. RVZZ. Welcoming you back to appointment day at the Martinez house. Raul Martinez looking stressed about scheduling a colon cancer screening. But he just pledged to get screened. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit takeahealthystand.org. Few people would argue that there are higher levels of stress and anger than ever before. Frontline workers, airline personnel, and others can attest to a trend of increased aggression. Whether victim or observer, an encounter with aggressive or angry behavior can catch anyone off guard. How can we cope and protect ourselves? Experts say remaining calm is key to ensuring that a precarious situation doesn't escalate. Dean Tetke of Ivans found a source to help him stay calm. It's like they have no patience. 
anymore. It's just like, I want what I want, and that's what you have to do. I feel bad for him. I try to give him a little, console him a little bit, you know, and just tell him, you know, you got to just realize that people are, they're stressed. And I think if I didn't have what I have, especially uh, the hope that I have and the uh, the tools that I have, njw.org and uh, a prayer, they would be, probably become the same way. To find more resources on how to remain calm in an angry world, visit jw.org. Western Sky Aviation Warbird Museum in St. George needs volunteers. They need volunteers to help give tours, help with aircraft restoration and maintenance, facility maintenance, carpentry, and event planning. It doesn't matter whether you can help a couple of hours a week or 20. They need your help to expand their museum. The museum is open Wednesday through Saturdays, 10 to 4. This museum is an independently operated 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving, restoring, and displaying aircraft for the educational benefit of current and future generations. Bring the whole family by and take a look at some great historic aircraft. If you would like to volunteer, contact Jack at 435-669-0655. That's 435-669-0655. Or Rusty at 661-713-0028. Or come by the museum at the new St. George Airport. Just go past the terminal, past the gas station, then take a left. The museum is right on the corner. Admission is free, but donations are greatly appreciated. Dr. Cecilia Burrington. If you're among the 40% of Americans, 50 and older, not getting tested for colorectal cancer, you're out of excuses. The government will now require insurance companies to cover virtual colonoscopies and other less invasive tests. Talk to your doctor to see which of these tests is right for you. Don't be one of the 50,000 Americans to die from a largely preventable disease. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org. This show is pre-recorded for May 2022. Now, call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. No, I'm just doing all right. And it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's some hard times in the neighborhood. But why? Great day to be alive. And I do agree with that, too. It is. You know, maybe uh, there is a reason that you're here right now as we might see some things that are just insane happen. But maybe you wanted to be here at this time and maybe your talents and skills are perfect for this time. And, and put the whole fear thing away. You don't need to feel fear about the future. We just need to feel like we're ready for it, prepared for it. And then you don't have those fears anymore. They go away. Um, welcome back to the show. And, of course, I'm loving all your phone calls. Keep them coming because I actually am loving gleaming off of you and what you bring to the table. Um, maybe things I haven't thought of or people in the audience haven't thought of. But I just think that this is such a great resource for us, right? Let's do something that we can actually work on right now instead of just griping. Because it gets tough, doesn't it? And uh, this is the best way to do it. And also, uh, balance of nature, like I've said before, uh, this is the th- this is the product that they figured out that could replace vitamins in taking what's better for you uh, is that the fruits and the vegetable cap- capsules. Uh, these caplets or capsules are just in, are just so good and uh, wonderful product. Tell me, let me tell you right now, you have the opportunity to shore up your health then do it. <laughs> do it and have this as extra on hand. Um, this is a great resource. And balanceofnature.com, go there, put the code in Kate. Then you help the show as well. K-A-T-E. And then also you're going to get 35% off in free shipping. 
There's just no better offer out there. Make sure that you're getting this product. Uh, I love this product. Okay, let me take another call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. A lot of great uh, suggestions. One mm-hmm. that we really, you know, that your show's been present, presenting. What's really important is everybody should that believes in uh, owning a gun. Of course, I don't because I know uh, people don't kill with guns. Guns kill. Mm-hmm. Yep. But for those who do, uh, is caching. Uh, there's uh, you can learn a lot online. You can buy excellent books on caching a uh, uh, hand with a uh, gun. I, I recommend starting with a rifle. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're using the same. Uh, plastics that you use in your sprinkler system, uh-huh. polyethylene, and you just have to have it roughly t- 8 to t- uh, 12 inches wide, just mm-hmm. long enough to get your gun in there, mm-hmm. and you cap it with the polyethylene. Yeah. Uh, one thing to remember, uh, there are metal detectors, our government has them, that can um, detect metals deep as 30 feet down. So most people aren't going to uh, have a hole right. 30 feet down, so you want to... Uh, if you can, when you bury it, you want it uh, in an area they're not likely to have uh, do any metal detecting searching. That's great. So mm-hmm. you have to be very careful what, where you're going to put it. But there's excellent books that go into detail on how mm-hmm. to, uh, what else to put in the uh, sure. container with it and things like that. But I think it's real important to have at least one one handgun or one rifle if for those of us who believe in uh, self-defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we should all believe in self-defense. I would hope <laughs> that we all do. Um, also, you know, there's a there's a great thing about being prepared short-term, too. And I have found that short-term, you might want to look at maybe, you know, the packets, the ketchup and mustard packets and things like that. Because I know the people that went through the storms, and we're going to see, I think we're going to see HARP, and we're going to see a lot of activities with earthquakes and all kinds of things that go on. And in short-term, too, where maybe a week or two or a month, where you could get into things that... You don't have to store, so you don't, you're not opening up a 10 can where, a number 10 can where then you have to store the rest of the contents because you're not going to use them. In the little tiny mini packets, they actually sell those online. And you can think of a lot of different things, like even medicine is done that way, like Tylenol, things like that. Get the small packets, have those available so that you don't have to dive into your big supply, right? Your huge supply. Because it is hard to store things. If you don't have electricity and all that, you have to figure out, maybe we'll go back to like root sellers, you know, you have to figure out how to do that. And that's a great way to just parcel out the little things that you need for short periods of time. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Kate. Great show today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, so you're talking about tips on being prepared. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's one that you rarely hear about. Okay. And a a lot of times you hear about food and supplies um, or uh, sometimes more valuable is the skills you can have, personal Mm -hmm. skills. Yes. Well, when food and supplies are scarce, you have to get used to not eating as much food. And so um, you may not eat every day, let alone two or three meals a day. So uh, learning how to fast and being comfortable maybe fasting or going extended periods of time without food, uh, it, it, it is a health practice. And, oh, yeah. Uh, but, but, but if you prepare yourself and your body, if you rebalance your body's chemicals, hunger and satiety hormones, uh, leptin and ghrelin, cortisol, insulin. Once mm-hmm. you start to stabilize your blood sugars, mm-hmm. in the event of in the event of ever being uh, hungry or in, in a catastrophe, it's not going to be as, as a shock or as miserable um, 
for you if you're actually used to and practicing and being able to to fast without a problem and Mm. it doesn't mean you know go many days but the body can survive without food uh water is probably more important but I agree. Most most Americans are probably eating, uh, used to eating and and being way too comfortable to where if if things you know if 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 there's a catastrophic collapse tomorrow, um, people would not be able to adjust physically. I love that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that idea. Thank you a lot for that. And by the way, and thank you. I'm gonna just really appreciate that. Uh, what a great uh, thing to think about. And then also, right now, people are doing intermittent fasting too, just to get healthy. You know, right now. So, like you said, you go start that now, so that in event that that would happen, you'd be okay. And there are, um, uh, like we said in the last hour, you really kind of have to catch both of these hours because uh, the gentleman from Bosnia just had such great things to say too. If you're just joining me in this hour. But um, the things that are lightweight, easy, small to trade are the best, like a Bic lighter, okay? These are the things where um, people will, um, it's, it's easier. You're not going to be carrying something big or having a huge generator that attracts a lot of attention. Um, and so these are the kinds of things that you want to have on you, um, small things. And then also, there, if, you, if you do a search, you can find products that, even in those small packets that I mentioned, will stay on the shelf for a long time. So mayonnaise obviously won't in the little packets, but there are a lot of products that will. And so you can look up for the lists on those. They're easy to find. Also, the water to air, air to water, I'm sorry, air to water generators that I've talked about. You can actually go on Amazon and look at some of those. They actually have some of those, and you can put it on a, on a solar generator. So if you had a little small uh, solar generator, you could operate one of those machines. And I would suggest getting one of those so that you have another alternative for water other than being reliant on a nearby stream or the water supply that we have that could be very, very easily tampered with, as they just showed in Florida when they hacked into the system and they put the stuff in the in the water. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Kate. Hi there. From Florida. Um, hey. So much to go over, but... Um, let me just say a couple of things real quick. Sure. Um, in the aftermath of Hurricane Michael, it was very, very quiet because the power was out for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like days. Right. And those people that had these generators, I mean, they sounded like, you know, a Harley with no <laughs> right. exhaust pipe. <laughs> right. So just keep that in mind for all the people that are all about a generator, generator, okay? But the most important thing, and I kind of want to jump out expound on the previous caller's point is that it's so important to be mentally prepared Mm. because as he said, there's going to be a shock for the the masses of people. Right. Okay. So I get it. There, there, there is a balance of, okay, you can dwell on this all the time and get depressed or just be la 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 and not even consider Mm -hmm. what might happen. Right. But, it, it, it's so important to to go through these scenarios while you know you've got running water and uh, air conditioning and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm just saying, personally, uh-huh. don't ever think you're going doom and gloom because it's better for us to go through these scenarios and talk about it now, right? When it's easy to do it. See, I think so, too. I really do. I think that's important because I don't want our kids to get freaked out, and I don't want us to get so exactly. freaked out we're freaking our kids out. That's not. It's not going to ha- it's not going to work well and they have to realize that everything does come to an end and they'll get through something and they'll get through hard times but they'll get through it. 
and that's the message. That's You'll right. get through it. So there's a lot of hope in that, too. You know, oh, man. yeah, I love what you have to say. Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, any of you that have, that have been in a um, earthquake or um, or, uh, you know, um, hurricane will find out really easily that your whole day becomes about cooking. I, I had a friend uh, and, a, and a sister-in-law actually both tell me that, you know, during the ones in Texas, it was just all about the whole day was spent. Now you know, understand our pioneer heritage, right? The, the, the whole day was spent trying to figure out how to come up with this meal for the family, three meals a day, because it was that labor intensive. Have several different ways to cook. You you know, divvy it up, diversify. You know how we always talk about diversify funds? Well, diversify how much you're getting, how much, how many different ways you have to cook. Get a solar cooker, have charcoal, have all these different methods, um, because I think it's really going to be helpful. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. I just Hi. wanted to thank you so much for having this show. Sure. Everybody's been really great with information. There's two things that concern me. One uh, you alluded to before was the fact that they are, you know, they got all these, all this money, all these think tanks, and they're all got this all like a chess game planned out. Uh-huh. We've got to find a way that we can find the resources to do that. Number two. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'd like you to ask your callers, maybe get some input from it. And number two would be the fact that we live in the state of Utah. And Utah, I've traveled all over Mm -hmm. the mountaintops, whatever, and you'd be surprised. You know, the federal government owns so much property here in Utah. And I found so many facilities I wasn't even aware of that are up in our mountains and our hills and our desert and whatever. That is something that, you know, when you were talking about seeing into a home, whether it's using LIDAR mm-hmm. or, or right. some other uh, technology, I worry a little bit about here. You talk about Cox getting all this money. Uh-huh. You know, we, this, this state is really full of Fed and full of money. Uh-huh. So we, we really have to work together as a team to, to identify the areas and control the intrusion from the federal government into our private lives. I agree. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Really love it. Thank you. Great call. Great call. Great call. And you know, um, the other thing is, is policing by drones. We're going to see more and more of this. How do you evade a drone? Have you ever looked that up? You might want to Google it. (laughs) What can you do? What can you do in your household? Maybe there's some things, simple things that you can do to avoid the drones. Because I really do feel like that's the next policing we'll see. And maybe that's why they want to federalize. It's much easier to have a drone do something and blame it on a drone than it is a person. And um, uh, it's, they can get away with, with stuff that they wouldn't normally get away with. They, they've had the policing robots out there for a while in these bigger cities. But I do feel like we're going to see a hefty amount of that. A lot of things done by camera because they've set up cameras uh, you know, and you don't have to. You don't have to be a paranoid person to look around and realize that everything has a camera angle now, and so you're com- you're photographed all the time too. And so that's why I'm saying use these couple of years because I do feel my gut feel is 24, 25, 2024, 25. Are we going to enter into a, a seven year cycle of not having anything? And if that's the case. What can you do right now besides of getting out of debt or, or all of these different things? What can you do right now to prepare for that so that you have a better advantage? I'll be right back. I'm going to take more of your calls, and then I'll throw the science thing to Monday. We'll do that on Monday because I just think this is just way too important that we all connect on this. 
and really talk about some things. So I'll open up the phone lines for the next segment of the show, this last segment. I'd love to get your input. 888-673-1450. I'll be right back. Talk lines are open. Balance of Nature is hiring, but why work here? With a lot of opportunities for growth and a long list of benefits, the real question is, why wouldn't you? We offer free lunch, including homemade soups, salads, burritos, and other delicious meals that are prepared daily, not to mention our free smoothie bar open to every employee. We also offer access to your own personal trainer to help achieve your fitness goals, a 401k, and free Balance of Nature products. All of our benefits are here to help our employees live healthy and fulfilling lifestyles. Balance of Nature is growing at an unprecedented rate, and there is plenty of room for you to grow with us. So don't miss out on an opportunity of a lifetime. Be a part of one of the fastest growing teams in Southern Utah by going to balanceofnature.com slash careers for a full list of job openings and apply today. Come join our team as Balance of Nature builds a future with you in mind. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private Healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, you need to call 800-913-7340. That's 800-913-7340. 800-913-7340. Sponsored by EverQuote. At just $79, you can get your air conditioning system tuned up now. you got to be prepared for the St. George heat wave, and Advanced Air can do it now for just $79. And it'll get done right the first time in no time. Advanced Air Tech service all cooling systems. And at $79, your system will be ready for the summer heat, and it gets done right the first time. Call Advanced Air 635-2257. That's 635-2257. Or visit advancedairutah.com. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. I have a secret to share with you. It's Greg from the three-time Best of Southern Utah award-winning Gold Ore Store. Recently, a mega-rich Texas billionaire decided to buy $50 million worth of silver coins. And over half the funds are buying U.S. Treasury-minted American Silver Eagles, which equals 900,000 coins. And this is just the beginning, folks. Word is the next purchase will be a half a billion dollars. This huge purchase volume has already put tremendous pressure against the entire precious metals 
industry. As here's the secret, folks, several of the major private mints actually produce the coin planches used to make the silver eagles. It figures the government creates nothing but discord and huge mountains of debt. Buy silver now before the billionaires literally steal it out from underneath all of us. Gold Ore Store, your trusted partner in all things precious metal. We buy and sell gold, silver, and so much more. Gold Ore Store, 435-703-9119. That's 435-703-9119. Hi, guys. It's Andrew. Are you struggling with ED and sick of the pills? Well, today, Wednesday, August 31st, we're running a one-day special you won't want to miss out on. Wasatch Medical Clinic uses the most powerful form of wave therapy. This is a technology clinically shown to repair blood vessels and improve blood flow. Even Cambridge has studied our technology. If you're ready to transform your love life, grab your phone. Today is your day. Call us now and you'll qualify for the assessment and ultrasound totally free. You'll also get a gift that can produce powerful results to intimacy in minutes. You're going to love that, guys. And today only, we're offering six tune-up treatments to our patients free. This is our most lucrative offer ever worth $1,200, but call today, Wednesday, and qualify totally free. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Guys, put a stop to your ED and get your love life back. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now to qualify. This offer ends today. 435-922-7000. This show is pre-recorded for May 2022. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. fishing in the dark and I you know me I have to laugh or I, I cry so I'll cry and I don't really cry very often in my life but holy cow you know um uh fishing in the dark if I want to get used to that um in Bosnia everything they did was in the dark so then it, it got me thinking you know night vision goggles because when if everything is done in the dark trading and fishing and gardening and everything if the moon wasn't is it wasn't really bright they had a tough time and so you know, how many things can can you do to kind of feel like, okay, you got you got a handle on what's coming? And I hope this brings you hope and peace. Um, one of the listeners talked about storing um, chlorophyll and vegetables and, and uh, you know, freeze-dried uh, vegetables and vitamin C and keeping it in the freezer. That's a really good idea. You can also store yeast in the freezer as well. You know how they ran out of yeast last year? and didn't come up, didn't resupply it for like six months. You couldn't even buy it on Amazon. Um, so those kinds of things can be stored in the freezer. I love that idea. Thank you, uh, Joanne. Really appreciate that. And uh, chlorophyll also, because fruits and vegetables are, are going to be tough. Like he said, he said, you know, the stuff that the plants and the gardening and everything went went like that. I mean, just the click of the fingers because people, and, and honestly burning items because they had to stay warm. And so burning items was a tough thing and for cooking. Um, so everything got burned. And he said, you would not believe what you could burn and they would burn it. And so all, you know, houses that were abandoned, they'd take them, take them apart and they'd burn the items within um, that, you know, the, 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 the door frames. I mean, you name it, they would burn it. I also wanted to mention a couple of things too. Um, so dehydrated meats and dehydrated veggies, you might want to think about food sealing small amounts, not just your number 10 can, but the smaller amounts, easy accessibility and easy for trading. So 
obviously we know that they are hell-bent on the idea of getting rid of meat altogether. And there are a lot of things you can do right now in the purchase of dehydrated meats and all kinds of different uh, things that you can do. You can can right now. But I would just say um, you'd want to divvy that up into different places. Don't have it in one place. Because if somebody comes in within one hour, can can pretty much take everything that you spent years planning for and paying for, you want to make sure and have a reserve. And if the government has this EO with, and they do, with Obama, when Obama was in, where they can take everything in an emergency, it doesn't even have to be an emergency, you're screwed. (laughs) So um, they can come and demand that they take the contents uh, of what you have. That's disturbing. It's never, it's, it's still on the books. So we still have it. And they can actually make you go and work for the government. If they ever want to, they have the ability to do that. So debtor's prison might be something that's, that, that, that comes to pass because of the debts, and they could have you work for them. And, and then what, what's the contingency plan for your family? What would you do? Um, he said that uh, obviously they burned everything. Oh, and rats and insects, you know, you stop the garbage from coming. <laughs> And that garbage piles up and you've got garbage sacks, but you have to think about insect and rodent problems coming your way. And if that's the case, are you picking anything up for that? Are you learning how to deal with that naturally? Are you looking at homeopathic sites? Are you gathering information in books? I mean, I'm talking hardcover books. You know, the reason that um, that Bezos named Kindle, Kindle was because of the book burning, kindling. Just think of kindling when you think of Kindle because he wanted all books online. There's a reason for that. You know, I would order hard copy books if I were you and I would order hard copy books on how to do things, on things that are natural that can be found. You know, your Native Americans are great resources on that too. Um, The pioneers, all the people that really lived on nothing that had to survive, this is this is your resource for understanding what to look for and what to eat and how to you know certain herbs, all these different things that can help, medicinal things, right? And uh, and and when I talked about food sealing, you know, in the smaller quantities. This was this is really ideal in the small quantities, um, even the ingredients to be able to make the bread that you can throw on a fire, kind of like a uh, uh, you know like a Navajo taco. But those those kinds of breads that only have like salt and the leavening agents that aren't um, even yeast. When you have those ingredients, can you food seal those and put some of those away for a single use one night? Do you know what I mean? Instead of having to open and try to figure out how to store stuff without refrigeration. That's a big deal. And and that's what people were finding out when they were having to live through um, a certain circumstance like a hurricane that wiped out the power. And then they realized they couldn't store anything because you keep your refrigerator closed or your freezer closed. But then after that several days you got to eat that stuff and then what where where are you going to store things and so what do you have for that you know what are you going to do do you also have a place other than your home that you can store maybe maybe some money if money is still being used or um or uh your uh identification you know all the different little things that you need to in an emergency We, we better start having multiple places in which things can be stored is that a good way to put it um, you know, people have, have, have had a lot of dreams about um, events happening, tent cities going up and, and events happening and things like that. And you kind of have to think about what you would do with your family. And not everybody 
will go and live off on their own. It's not even safe to do that, really, the more I think about it. The more I think about it, banding together is probably the best idea because strength in numbers. Will we, would we get a lot of crime if food supply chains went down? You know, grocery stores are going to be out. We've seen this in, in a day, two days, three days. And, and without running water and things like that, what will we do for our families? Everyone goes to the same bodies of water. Well, don't you think that they would probably make sure that you couldn't go to the same bodies of water? <laughs> and in the 2010 Rockefeller report, I hate to say it, the one that nailed COVID happening and how it would happen and exactly how it would go down step by step also said that bodies of water would be off limits, that it would be a federal crime. And so people wouldn't, they would go and look at the rivers. They weren't allowed to touch them. So if you think a water filter is going to help you, that might not be the best. It'll be a decent resource, but at the same time, not the best resource. So have you looked at other ways people kind of figure out and can drill down for water? Because water's under our feet all the time. How far down? (laughs) There's the next equation. But at the same time, you know, water witching, it's kind of an interesting thing. And people people think it's weird. It's not, actually. Look it up. It's very... um, can be very telling of waters underneath you and so do you know how to build a well all those things are just so important hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead hi kate it's kevin how you doing good how are you doing excellent good good listening to your program here i i boy there's a, a ton of things i can comment on but um you just talked about caching putting stuff aside mm-hmm. uh, i just did an article for a magazine on how to do long-term caches away from your home okay. that contain basically weapons, mm-hmm. water, food, medical, navigation, and um, communication. Those are the big areas. And I, I use uh, aluminum medical boxes, which are about three by three by two. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very large. They're waterproof. They could be buried anywhere. Okay. And uh, I go through, I mean... It's a great resource. critical not to put all your eggs in one basket. I agree. I agree. So the aluminum medical boxes you could just buy online? Uh, Yeah, Army Surplus. Okay. Excellent. I love that idea. What else? Well, um, drones. We could talk Mm -hmm. for hours about drones. How to evade Um, one? (laughs) I'm particularly interested in. How to hide hide from them. Okay. Um, So... Uh, drones use a regular camera, but they are the, the military uses now thermal drones, thermal imaging in drones. And so the, the key the key is to be able to get um, thermal mass between you and the thing that's searching for you. So I've defeated drones by stretching a, a camo tarp, which dissipates. It's a special type of camo designed to defeat night vision mm-hmm. and then uh, then a thermal blanket between me and the and the and the uh, above me on the ground so i i'm laying on the ground and i have these two blankets above me mm. and um i i i defeated a a hundred thousand dollar wow. thermal unit with that technology really with thermal blankets Mm-hmm. Mm, very interesting. Okay, I love yep. that. I love that. And then in, in medical, now we know that medical bio warfare will be a thing because they're using medical tyranny already. And so for smallpox, yeah. something like that, um, what do you recommend people have on hand? Well, 
you you have to have a good supply of medical mm-hmm. equipment and supplies. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff. You have to have IV. You have to have antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of a lot of doctors, if you talk to them about it, will will help you prepare that way. Yes, um, I, I was that too. fortunate to have met a, a pharmacist who was able to channel a bunch of uh, antibiotics my direction. That's great. I love that and, idea. Uh, Hydrochloroquine so, is so, a great you one. Know, mm-hmm. Bandaging equipment and or bandaging supplies are going to be really important. Um, okay. It's probably not a bad idea to have some prednisone, um, some, some anti-inflammatories, a lot of n- nasades, um, mm-hmm. Advil. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're very reliant on yeah. on opioids here. Mm-hmm. And in Europe, if you have a twofold, they, they take an Advil. Jeez. Well, I sure appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much. Really, really, uh, really. <laughs> that was great. Oh, I love this. This is going to be a rerun show, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, thanks, again. thanks again. That was great. Great, great advice. Thermal blankets. Who knew? Okay. Keep that in mind. Um, also, uh, medical threats. Um, you know, there are some things that people have, have done to even help with, um, you know, smallpox and things like that. Just start looking online, you know, natural, um, some things that they've put together. And also, um, what, when I said order, you know, like the smaller um, doses, like the single dose, you know, the ones that you buy at the mini mart of like Advil, Tylenol, things like that. Great trading item. Any item that you can give that is packaged and ready to go, almost like your, um, if you had some um, dehydrated meat that was packaged in a small amount, what a great trading item. And so always think about trade and bartering because in Bosnia, that's what they did um, for the remainder of during that war. And that's how they got by was all bartering. I mean, money was kind of a done for thing. And so then it all became, what do you have? So what do you have? There's the question. What do you have to trade with? Do you have a skill? Do you have some know-how? Are you valuable to the people around you because you have a certain know-how that they don't? Like he said, the guy that could make kerosene, that guy fed his family. <laughs> um, that's, what you're, that's what you're wanting, right? And, um, and to really, and really be able to walk into this being prepared. Do you know what would scare the, the, the powers that be that would like this kind of stuff to happen, this kind of chaos to happen and instruct and, and give, uh, give these instructions for things to, to go on in the United States and around the world is a lot of people that were quietly prepared for it. That would, uh, <laughs> they would not love that. And if you can, if you can already set up supply chains and things like this and and know who does what and who could be in charge of what and designate that isn't that something that you would want to do right now while times are good no one's really paying attention and and things are are great right now not great but you know we're doing pretty well comparatively to what we'll find in a few years so i do think and if we have a few years here to really really get prepared and um and maybe Maybe that we should be concentrating on that. Um, if you get a piece of property, just don't think of yourself alone there. See how many how many friends and family you could also put on a piece of property with you. I really think that's important. Think about the things that would happen when the supply chains stop, right? Rats, things like that. You, you want to be thinking ahead 
And sometimes we don't think in those terms of getting at those kinds of things. Like he said, like dish soap, like like washing dishes and soap and soap. You can get mini soaps online, mini soaps like the hotels have. You can get all of those things in small packages, right? Um, even even uh, detergent, things like that, that you could trade with. And and I promise you, you would not go hungry. So just and the skills to to maybe um, know how to uh, get yourself fed in these kinds of situations too. This has been an, an interesting two hours. I'm really thankful for all the phone calls. I really love everyone's advice. Every single call was just right on the money. I love it. I love when that happens. And thank you for that. I will actually, I'll put this on podcast. Please share it. And then, of course, um, I'll probably play it in rerun because I think it's that vital right now. This is the one thing we can do to combat some of the things that I know are on the horizon. And don't think for a second they're not on the horizon. They've been warning about it for years. Maybe it's really time we took them seriously. They seem to going forward with their plans. We just got COVID and they, they planned on that in 2010. So they're moving ahead. Are we? All right. Be faithful. Be fearless. Have a great weekend. And uh, see you back here Monday. And I'll tackle what I was going to do in this hour on Monday. Sound good? It's a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. I'll see you guys back here on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program.